The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's up, everybody? Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. What's up, fellas? How we What's doing? The guys? What's the What's deal? What's the deal? What's going man? on, baby? All good, all good, man. Uh, good, good to be hanging with you and uh, get to talk sports with you guys today. Get to, get to, get to. It's Every me. day, all day, my brothers. Amen, amen to that. What's up, everybody in the chat room? What's up, everybody streaming? Everybody watching uh, and listening? We appreciate you making us a part of your day. You guys yep. are the absolute best, man. God, what's that shirt? Education is important. Look at wait, you. Wait, wait, you're gonna like this one. That, that, read it ah. carefully. Read it carefully. Importanter, one of my favorite words. Importanter. <laughs> I like that, man. <laughs> I like that. Barry, what do you got going on? L- Nothing, little, uh... man. Just a shirt. Just a shirt, bro. Just a okay. Shirt, bro. I like the color. Yeah, like yes. Color. A little pink for the day. A little pink okay. for the day. Okay. Guys are looking sharp, man, as always. So uh, we got a little breaking news right before Where? we hit the air, man. Where's Gunner so, at? Uh, what, what, it's important, huh? What'd say Where's Gunner at? Where you at? What do you mean, where am I? Where am I? Well, you, yeah. you don't see me? No, tell me, where are you at, man? You, you, you. Oh, and back in, at the last minute, I was, you know, when we had the pre-show meeting, I was upstairs in my normal place. At the last minute, my wife, um, you're supposed to be in my office. Why? You forget that your granddaughter's coming between 1245 and 1 o'clock. Well, why can't she sleep downstairs and let me just have the upstairs? Go downstairs to my office. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. You you just take orders, man. That's all yes, it is. Yes, right. ma'am. It's better to just go along with it, man. Yes. Yeah. Push back. Yes. I, I, yes, I hear you. I hear you. Um, all right. So right before we went to air, about five minutes ago, somewhere in that range, uh, multiple reports from a lot of different credible sources. Right. Okay. That and again, well, when this becomes official, official, we'll let you know. But it does sort of impact the Eagles in a way. I'll ask you guys that question in a second. But the big story is Deshaun Watson gets eleven games. For his suspension this year, it will not be the entire season. This is the settlement, but there's also a $5 million fine that will go to charity. Deal is not signed, but agreed to, according to Adam Schefter of ESPN. So 11 games, $5 million. I mean, the fine, forget it, who cares, whatever. But it's $11, million, 11, 11 games as opposed to what was probably headed down the road of a full season, guys. So yeah. he, he at least buys himself six more games that he'll get this year rather than sitting two straight years out, which is the, the key for him. Now, whether Cleveland's going to be able to salvage their season at that point, I don't know. It's impossible to say. But at least from his perspective, he didn't get a full year. I think he won. 
I mean, you know, not going an entire year, five million dollars. So I mean, from from the whole entire situation, I think he's uh he's sitting pretty right now. Um, you know, five million dollars is it's just a, you know a drop in a bucket. That's not yeah. That's why I said the fine. Who yeah, cares? but I mean, it, it, just to be real. That's a lot of time off football, man. That's a year and a half, almost two years of non-football. Mm-hmm. That's tough, man. They say he looks terrible in practice also. Terrible. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. So. Barrett, I'm with you. You know, I know we always say don't get crazy about a preseason game. He looked like trash in that preseason game. Right. He looked like you know, trash in practice also. So I'm going to read into that a little bit and say this dude hasn't played football in a long time. Now, the other part is when you get suspended like this, correct me if I'm wrong, you, you, can't, be around the, you can't be around the facilities. No. So, He's going to be gone, man, for for you know eleven weeks here. That's a or eleven games, excuse me. They I'm sure they have a bye mixed in, which would be twelve weeks. So that's that's a ton of layoff, Gunner. You're right. He um basically what he got was a layup, considering five additional games and a five million dollar fine. That money that goes to charity, his people can write that off as a tax deduction. Okay, so he get a big tax deduction for that. But that basically is is, is Cleveland's season. Just when you look at yeah, yeah, huh? I was just answering the question on the stream. Oh, uh, so when you look at the schedule, I mean, Carolina, Jets, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, then you go Chargers, New England, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Miami, Buffalo, Tampa Bay. Those Ooh. are back to back. Houston, yeah, it gets real. It gets and real. Then after Houston on December 4th, well, technically he can come back that game November 27th against Tampa. He's not playing against Tampa then. There's no way. He'll be in uniform, maybe, but he's not playing. I think then depends. You got, I think he might play, Derek, if their quarterback know, plays man. awful. Yeah, Dude, yeah. if he if he has to stay away from the facilities, I don't care how much you work out on your own. You're not going to be working out in game shape type format. They're not going to throw him to the wolves against the likes of a Tampa Bay. Yeah, that would be suicide to do that. I think they it don't will matter. Too. It doesn't matter. He once he's done with that eleven games, he is he's back playing. officially on the roster. He's going to play immediately. Okay, he's going so, to want to play immediately. So, okay, he's going to want to play, but when can he officially be back in the facility working with the team? That now, week, that, that Monday. Okay, yeah. so that Monday. So you're going to crash course him in a span of six days to get him ready for a game against one of the rugged, most rugged defenses, and then you're just going to throw him to the wolves. This season basically is going to be over by then. Yeah. Unless a miracle occurs, I'm not banking money on Jacoby Brissett to lead me through these rough waters. Again, you know, like I said, after the first four games, the next games and orders, Chargers, New England, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Miami, Buff- I'm sorry, Chargers, New England, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Miami, Buffalo, Tampa. Uh, Derek, I don't I don't di- disagree that they might be cooked by then. I'm not telling you that. But I'm saying with what you're paying this guy for as long as he's been out. I don't know. That's it. Right okay. My man, he's dropped right you, back in. All right, you send him out there. The next, first thing you know, first half. Uh, shredded groin or torn hamstring because he's not in football shape. I'm telling you, if these guys are getting banged up in, in control practices, training to get their bodies ready for a regular season, what the heck kind of shape is he going to be in missing 11 games? He's not going to be, but I, I, I seriously think they are, D-Gun, just because I, yeah. the magnitude of what you're paying them. And, you know, at this point, they know the season's going to be over it anyways. The, the season's going to be over with, even with Deshaun Watson there in the first place. But, you know, I mean, I, they just want him. He's going to want to go out there and play some some quality reps, man. This guy's have played it, – it'll, it'll literally be two, a I, solid I two years. I don't disagree I, I, I got to tell you, though, like this, like Cleveland's as sick as this sounds, have to view this as a win. No? They, they yes. didn't get the whole yes, year? Yes, it is a win. It's it a is win. a win. Because whether people come out to boo him or to cheer him, they will come out. 
because they yeah. want to see what Deshaun Watts. Plus, you say what you want to say about Cleveland, but Cleveland is a rabid fan base when it comes yeah, to football. Are. No, they yeah, do. They, they will be out in full force. Now, if they were smart, what I would do is I'd let them sit out that that week. Well, no, I'm sorry. The week 11 game is against uh, Buffalo. So he can come back the game against Tampa. I don't know if I'd play him. I might put him in sporadically against Tampa, but yeah. I'd let him go full bore the next game against Houston. Yeah. Houston is going to be a cakewalk. So I'd let him go Houston, Cincinnati, Baltimore, New Orleans, Washington, Pittsburgh. I'd right, let, let him me, ride out the season. Let me paint the scenario. Let, let's say either Brissett's brutal and their their defense is kind of keeping them in games in the running game or whatever, and, and you're still alive. Like you're still – Yep. You have hope. You still have hope at that point, yep. which is yep. not completely right. outlandish, but whatever. Right. If that's the case, you're going to go Brissette again or, no. or Deshaun a little rusty? I'm taking Deshaun a little rusty if that's the case. That, no question. I'll do that. And then, you know, let the chips fall where they may. You know, but my, my biggest concern is if he's going to be gone almost two months, there's no way he's going to be in football shape, game shape by yeah. then. There's I, no way. Eric, I, I agree with you with that. I'm just telling you, like, I I really envision him playing the second he's eligible to play. That's just me. I, well, I, for the money to pay him, I, I don't disagree with you, but I'm saying yeah. I don't know if that's a good move or not. I hear Considering you. every day of training camp, we hear some significant player, groin tear, hamstring, hamstring strain, ACL strain, MCL strain, um, all this stuff. And these are guys that are training on a daily basis to get ready for a football season. Right. This dude's going to be training on his own. He's not going to be training with football coaches in a football environment. Yeah. I don't care how much you push yourself. It's not the same. Well, let, let me ask you guys, even, even aside from when he may get back, how do you view this? I mean, it was originally six games. Um, then, you know, we know the NFL wasn't happy with only six. They felt like that was lenient. By all accounts, they were going to try and, you know, whack them for an entire season. So they settle in here at 11. So you know, where are we here with this? Fair, not fair? Oh, you know, like to me, I, I, I'm not surprised. I, I think 11 is probably – I anticipated initially he would get 10 games. Right. I'm talking way back, like way back. Yep, I remember. Um, so 11, considering there hasn't been legal – look, I don't doubt that there was a lot of stuff that was – completely inappropriate and bordering on some really crazy behavior. I'm not even getting into that. So I think what he got, considering there isn't at least legalities involved, about right, 11 games. That, that's kind of where I'm at. You know what? At this point, I, I'm going I'm to tell you, I, I just don't care because, um, you know, those women in him, they know the magnitude of, of what, you know, went on. And, yeah. you know, we, we still don't know about them. We don't know about him. I mean, if, you know, when you look at it, somebody was wrong. A lot of people were wrong. The, the <clears throat> slimy lawyers that are going through the case, he's he's definitely wrong. And, and and I just, you know, I see him as somebody that needs a little help, man. He needs he needs help. He needs a lot of help. You know what I'm saying? And um, he's he's getting put through the ringer, and he should be put through the ringer. Yep. I think you know, all things being equal, you'll never get an equal justice for either party. The women yeah. or him. So that's fair. That's, let me ask you guys this. Um, as it relates to the Eagles, you're saying, what the heck does it have to do with the Eagles? Well, the Eagles are practicing against them today at yep. 1210 or 210, excuse me, uh, today and tomorrow. And then they play them. I know we won't see him in the preseason game, but if you're Cleveland, like the, the plug's got to be pulled right now, right? He can't, he can't even participate from, from a league perspective, right? He's out. Like well, they're I not going to see I, him today. 
I well, think he can his first game, training yeah. camp. Oh, he yeah. can. He yeah. can. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He can still practice up until. If first you're game. them, are you giving him first team reps? No. Brissett's got to get him no. now, right? Yeah, he's got to go. He's got to go hardcore. First team reps. Yeah. Um, you want to get you want to get a, a guy like Deshaun Watson significant reps, but my starting quarterback has to get the first team totally. reps now because you've got to prepare him for what's to come. And I hate to say it, but from Cleveland's perspective, I've got to play Jacoby Brissett at least a quarter for the next game to get him game reps in. I, I do too. I from here on out, he's getting I, I Deshaun's yeah. getting like third string reps for me. Yeah. The guys yeah. not playing for tw- for eleven games. He's got to go to that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is a mess. This is a mess. But it is a, a mess. It is, a, man. It is. Cleveland brought it on themselves, man. Right. They traded right. For him. But they you know, it, it's a win. It is a win for Cleveland and Deshaun in the sense that at least you will see him at some point this season. It's a it's a hard road to travel. Road to travel now because you have all this talent on both sides of the football, and we'll, and we'll go more into Cleveland's talent shortly. You have all this talent. You are built to win now, and basically. Unless a miracle occurs, this is a throwaway season yep. for the Browns. Agreed, Derek. I, I, I'm with you. Like, you can't expect – and, again, they, it's not that they don't have talent. They do at other places. So, I, I you know, a, a total write-off, maybe not. But, you know, to me, that's a tough one, man. You're talking 11 games. And that stretch, again, they start off pretty easy. But when you go – when you really dip into this thing with what they have, beginning with the Chargers – which is week five, you go week five through week 12, you may lose every game. You go, you know, Chargers, New England, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Miami, Buffalo, Tampa, you might lose every one of those games. It's very possible. Absolutely. So I think their season will be over with, you know what I'm saying, even by that 11th game, it'll be over with. That's why I say he'll he'll play, although it may be, you know, um, you know, it'll be sparingly. But, I mean, he'll be back. He'll be back. Yeah. Now I'm now I'm starting to you know think I mean is he worth that contract you know for Big Seals yeah Dan just yep uh, he's he's right it was it really worth it like I I right. get you may not feel like ba- uh, Baker Mayfield was the guy but was it worth all of this now you know everything you've got all the distraction you're like I don't think they're gonna play well I don't feel like no, they're gonna have yeah, well. I think their defense and their run game will keep them in games but I think they'll come up short more times than not because of that deficiency at quarterback. And another thing they have to prepare themselves for is if their season is, is gone. By the time he comes back and Brown's friends are frustrated, they're going to blame a lot of this on them. And he's at home games or road games. Home games, keep in mind, there's going to be a percentage of fans that are going to go, rain down dirty epithets on him yep. because of the situation. And that was the same case with Michael Vick when he was here. Initially, Michael Vick took a lot of verbal abuse from fans, you know, at home and away, mm-hmm. you know. And what, what Deshaun Watson got in Jacksonville last week was just a sample of what's to come. Because I guarantee you people are sitting out there right now, man, he got off easy. Man, you see he did this. When a judge, when the initial judge ruled, they see him as a repeat offender. That's a red flag right Predatory there. Predatory behavior. It, it, That's it, a red flag. The way it was, you know. So basically, yeah. it's a slap on the wrist. What he got, and there's going to be a lot of people, a lot of women who can't wait to give him their opinions when they get when he comes on the football field in what late November, mid November, whatever the case may be. Yeah. So you guys don't think he's learned from this, or that he will learn from this, or well, does he feel out now that he might be untouchable? 
from the slap on the wrist that he just received. I don't think he feels like he's untouchable, Eric. But I, I, to say he's learned, I don't know. Uh, I think he conveniently, before they played their first preseason game, gave you the I'm sorry to, to all the people I affected here. He never said that before. He did right. that specifically trying before not to game. get a year. I yeah. mean, that would either. So I don't know if there's any sincerity in there. I think that's what his camp came up with. So I don't know. I can't answer. I really honestly can't answer if he's remorseful or, or sorry or learned. I don't know. It's, it's well, tough. The, it's fact really that tough. A the fact that a judge said it's a predatory behavior tells me that when she sat down and looked at all of the pluses and the minuses and listened to the parties involved, her biggest concern was this guy's history tells me that he could do this down the road again. I mean, yeah. think about it. How many players, look at Greg Hardy. How many times did Greg Hardy get kicked yep. out of the league? Yep. Uh, Josh, Josh Gordon, how many times has he been kicked out of the league for stuff that he's done? There's been multitudes of players that have been slapped on the wrist, suspended, and have come back. And Darren Mar Sharper. Darren yep. Sharper. Oh, my goodness. Darren <laughs> Sharper. And he's doing, what, 20 years in jail now? Yeah. Okay. If, if you go you go back, get down a rabbit hole, and read some of that stuff with him. Oh, crazy. my God, it's scary. That's crazy. It's crazy. But, you know, from high school to college to the pros, football players are told that they are above the average people. Not, not just football players, but basketball, professional, football, professional, professional athletes. Sports. Yes, 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 yes. They are above the law, and they get off on cases that the normal guy would do five, ten years for behind bars. Yes. You know, and they have, you know, teams, if you're, if you're a highly valuable enough player, Legal, the company legal teams take care of all your needs. They get all the best vest investigators to get dirt against the, whoever opposes you. And you end up with a slap on the wrist. So the mindset is, hey, as long as I perform well, I, I can get away with just about anything. Let and that throw, is the case. Yeah, I let me throw this at you, too, from Andrew Brandt. Andrew Brandt was the, used to uh, work for the Eagles, work for the Packers. Uh, he's a very, you know, in tune yep. guy with contracts Absolutely. and very smart, smart guy. He's a great follow on Twitter, at Andrew Brandt. So here's what he had to say. Here, he tweeted this out, and you can follow him at Andrew Brandt, B-R-A-N-D-T. Uh, here is the entire loss of income for Deshaun Watson due to his behavior on the $230 million fully guaranteed deal. You know how much he's losing, guys? $650,000 off of the what? contract. $650,000. He will make a guaranteed $229.35 million. That's how much he will make off of the $230 million deal. How Jeez. is that? He's got to pay the fine out of his own pocket, and that's what he's getting for the games that he's missing, Barrett, with the way they wrote this deal up, because he's making, like, next to nothing in the first year. Yeah, he's making, like, a million dollars for the first year, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously, relatively speaking, to normal people, that's a ton. But for, for his, the way his contract's set up, it all starts to kick in after that. They did this knowing he was getting suspended. They didn't know yes. exactly how long, but that's the way they set it up. Oh, it's really oh. – it's really – Dirty. It really is dirty. dirty. It's to feel dirty, but you know what? Yeah. I don't feel very dirty because I, I guess I wasn't a professional athlete because I did not get that type of love when I was playing. If I did something, <laughs> I got punished, man. So I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know where these athletes get this, you know, saying I'm bigger than you type of mentality, but I never received it. You know what no, I'm saying? But I it's also why you're a good person, Barrett. And I, I'm not just saying this, but it's also why you get life. You're not. You know, that's crazy, man. Crazy. Man. Wait, what do, you, what do you mean you don't know where players get this from? That's how they're weaned. Yeah. They're, they're catered to like this their entire careers. If you're an athlete, that's <laughs> how there are people that protect you, whether it's parents who are friends with the school administrators or the lumbar, uh, powerful alumni. There are people that, that, that put you in this bubble that help you get past a lot of things that are considered 
severe infractions to the normal person. My mom so prayed for happens, me, bro. Huh? My mom just prayed for me, bro. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, okay, <laughs> but I'm saying a lot more athletes. Then be, go, I mean, just go look at history in sports. How many guys get off with crazy stuff? Ridiculous. Gunner, how about the stuff we don't know about? Exactly. Right, right. I, I right. can tell you about an organization that wrote the book on how to hide stuff. Just saying. Bro, you know where all the skeletons are buried, bro. I, hey, look. All the look, bodies. Look. I can't wait for the gun book. That's the one I can't now, wait for. See, I, you know why? Because now, as long as Barrett and I aren't in it. Yeah. It's good yeah. No, no. See, that book will never happen only because I like all these guys. I like hey, I, we have Please. a, uh, we're going to have the statement uh, momentarily. Uh, from Deshaun Watson. Uh, actually, we have it. Xander's got it now. Okay. Uh, I'm grateful that the disciplinary process has ended and extremely appreciative of the tremendous support I received throughout my short time with the Browns organization. I apologize once again for any pain this situation caused. I take accountability for the decisions I made. My focus going forward is working on to be working to become the best version of myself on and off the field and supporting my teammates however possible while I'm away from the team. I'm excited about what the future holds for me in Cleveland. That's a statement from Deshaun Watson on his suspension and $5 million fine. So what do you, what do you expect him to say? He's it was, that's boilerplate stuff, boilerplate yeah. stuff right there. What, what, do you, what do you expect for him to say? It's a sigh of relief for him. Yeah. Right? You know, that's he it won. right there. Yeah. He won. Yeah. And he sigh, knows he's going to play this year. A sigh of relief. He's like, it's finally over with. And, and, and when he comes back a week 12, um, it's going to be like water under a bridge. No yeah, I agree gonna, with you. No Barrett, I, he, we all anymore. Here's the sad truth, right? He balls out. Whether it's the rest of this year or the start of next year or whatever, this stuff starts getting further in the rear view. And it's, it's kind of like – sad truth, man. It's a yeah, sad hey, truth. you remember that little blip on the radar? But the guy's really turned it around. And look right. how great he's playing. Well, you know what? If he If he goes about it in the right way, you know, like, I mean, for instance, you know, you, you look at it. You look at um, what happened with Michael Vick. Michael Vick was sincere about becoming a better man after the total situation that happened. He was sincere about going out and showing that he is not that anymore. Right. He never, he never, he never, um, he never tried to deny that it happened. He took it on the chin and went forward, and 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 from that point on, he became a better man, a better person, a better human being. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. and has did everything he could to make sure that you don't see any of that former that, you know, was, was brought to light. You know what I'm saying? And that's it. It, it, it was the former that was brought to light, which made him, you know, look bad. Yeah. Now that, you know, that's over with, he has done everything to be a stand-up individual, man. I have nothing but high praise for for, for Mike Vick. From, from that point on, he has been the model citizen of what you want to be as an NFL football You're right on. See, he, he walked the walk. I'm looking at this statement from Andrew Brandt that you that, we, that you just talked about, Rob. Yeah. Out of 230 million, he's only going to get hit with 650 thousand out of his pocket. On that right. contract. Off of okay. that contract. All right, on that contract. So, so that contract, this contract doesn't go into effect until next year. No, it goes into a million, a million dollars is this year. This okay. year they build it so, there where where this year's salary is next to nothing. Yeah, okay. So who? Okay, he he settled for roughly. Let's say each woman got a million apiece, right? He settled for like so that's like thirty something million dollars. There were over thirty women. Right now, now a five million dollar fine. So at the very minimum, five thirty five million dollars. Who's paying the thirty five million? Well, that's less than a signing bonus. Well, bro, he he he. That's less than a signing bonus. Bobby. Yeah, and and plus he played. He's played for four and a half years. 
Mm-hmm. He's played ball. He's been getting paid. Yeah. No, he was the first round yeah. draft choice. Ain't nobody got thirty five million. Okay, how many years has he been in the league? He ain't got thirty five million dollars just since. Well, he did happened. with the he did with the with the um signing with bonus. Houston. Oh, with the signing bonus. Okay, yeah, yeah. with the signing All bonus. Right. Yeah, yeah. If he's gonna pay it with the signing bonus, and it's not a million dollars. I think it's, I think it's like maybe not. It's under two hundred thousand dollars for each person. You tell me these women settle for two hundred thousand dollars? Not I'm even not that. Sure. Not even that. What? Yeah, I think it was. I think he said it was like a hundred and twenty thousand dollars or something like that. I'm just talking. Oh, about this. That's just what I heard. This is just hearsay. I know it's nowhere near a million dollars. I think it was like, uh, it was like close to like five million for all of them, all of them together. Man, that dude, if, if that's the case, that five million for thirty something women. Yes, I think it was around five million. So if he's going to be speaking, and so is the Browns front office at some point. So uh, they're going live before practice today, for what it's worth. So we'll we'll keep you posted on some of the things. Yeah, where it's going to be interesting is if he is actually speaking. If it's not just him statement out of there, if he's actually taking questions, that's where it's going to get interesting. What right with the Browns front, you know, front exactly, office. Exactly. And we got our boys there. You know what I'm saying? Our boys are going to be there trying to, you know. Rock it out for us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's not just going to be Cleveland Brown potential softballs from their beat writers. The right, Eagles guys right. will be in there like like sharks. And they don't give a F right now because they're yeah. going to go all in on them. Yep. Well, I guarantee you there's some national media that's converging on Cleveland also. No, 100%. No and, yeah, yeah no and, you, and you know, you think about a guy like Jeff McClain who who holds pulls oh, punches. Oh, my man. goodness. He won't be playing. <laughs> they may, they might toss him out of practice today. Yeah, you, right. <laughs> why is Jeff being escorted away from the practice field? No, but, yeah, it, it, I'm telling you, it, we, no, all joking aside, it's well, going to be Big serious. Seals just texted me and says, Barrett, he got $44.965 million this year. Yeah, NFLPA says that's in a signing bonus. Exactly. Jeez. Right. That's what I'm oh saying. He, Derek, even after all of this, he's still coming out on top in terms of his what he's making this year. He's like he's not in the, the in the red. Coach Marcus says the first settlement was 100k. My goodness, that's see? it. See, see, and yeah. we're gonna have Coach Marcus on. Yeah, he's gonna be joining uh, us. At Thomas, yeah. we'll have him at one o'clock. You know, I mean, really. Really good guy as far as you know, knowing the pulse of the Eagles. You know, he's 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 in it just he's in the trenches just as much as we are. Yeah. Um, you know, he, I shoot a lot of stuff to him, he shoots a lot of stuff to me. We just bounce ideas off him. Very informative guy, you know. So I can't wait, Coach Marcus, for uh, yeah. when you come up. Gonna be fun. He's he's joining wow. us at one and he's got his podcast pro fan talk. So if you get a chance to check that out, check that out. Watson's at a podium right now for what it's worth. So uh just I wish we could take it, man. Yeah. See, well, now my biggest concern now is after after dissecting all of this is if it just says she believes he has predatory behavior and he's basically getting a slap on the wrist where he's not financially hit hard by this, then it goes to me, it goes along the lines of what I said earlier. Here's another athlete who says, you know what? I get off scot free. Dodged major bullets. Dodged yep. major, major bullet and something like this could happen again down the road. I mean, it, that's 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 scary. That see for something like this, eleven games and five—that's nothing. Nothing. You, you got to hit them where they hurt. Well, you gotta, see, but see, Derek, I mean, that's 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 it in a nutshell. You know, we we when we look at it from a society standpoint, you know, this is just just my take. You know, I'm just when I'm speaking like this, I'm not taking you guys' take. I'm just taking my take. When you see this type of stuff happen, it's not necessarily. You know, all players, and you. And I don't group all players together like that. I, I think it's a couple stupid guys that make stupid decisions. A couple, a couple more yeah. than a couple, bro. Well, I'm just saying it's like, what is it, 1,800, over 1,800 NFL football players yes. in the NFL. 
And out of that, you know, of course, you know, if you look at physically speaking, you know, the ratio of bad guys to good guys, it's probably like 92% right. are great people, great yep. guys. You know what I'm saying? It's that it's that eight to seven percent that you gotta worry about, man. I, I know for myself, I mean, I, I I got in trouble like my my second to last year in the NFL. I was riding a motorcycle in Pittsburgh at 12:30 at night. This is what happened. I the coach told me, said, "Hey Barrett, I want you to go out with the younger guys. Make sure they don't get in any trouble." I said, "Coach, I'm too old to be going out with them. I don't want to go out with Chris Kimowatu and all those guys. You know, Chris Kimowatu, Max Starks. I don't want to go out, but I had to keep them out of trouble. Fine, I go out. We go to this this Japanese restaurant downtown called Nakamas. We're at Nakamas. We get there around ten. We stay there." having dinner and drinks until about 12 o'clock. I, you know, I'm chilled. I'm sitting back because I know that I got to get up in the morning and go to practice. I'm like, bro, y'all, y'all can do that. I'm not doing it. I mean, I'm, I'm chilling, man. I'm just chilling. I get on a motorcycle. I said, yo, let me, um, dude, let me ride your motorcycle. I know the guy, a little 600, a 600 CC motorcycle. My bike is 1500. Oh. My, my, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. this is a little 600 motorcycle. I drive to the stoplight. I make a right go down. I go to the next thing, make a left. And all of a sudden, I stopped. And I forget what I was doing. I turned around. There was some fans that, you know, they were waving to me. This cop comes and runs at me and knocks me off the bike. Boom. I'm on somebody else's bike. Knock me and the bike over. I'm like, yo, what is going on? He gets up. My brother says, <laughs> I hit his ass like a linebacker. I'm like, what? Whoa. You hit me like a linebacker? Are you kidding me? You hit me from behind, man. What is your problem, man? He's like, oh, you, 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 um, you ran two stop signs, bro. I've only been to one stop sign. What are you talking about? No, you, you, you were speeding. How can I speed from? I, I, I barely went three hundred yards, and that's from two turns and went three hundred. I barely went three hundred yards on a six hundred. It's gonna take that six hundred at least, uh, you know, fifteen minutes for me to get the eighty miles an hour. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, a little bitty bike. Dude gets up, and, and all of a sudden, you know, this is how far it was. The crowd saw it, and they all rushed to me. They were to me in less than a minute. They see the cop. They're cussing the cop out. Dude arrest me. It was so bad it, that, you know, the, the owner of the team let me use their lawyer to, um, to you know, to, to do it. Dude got suspended for, for, for uh, eight months. Um, you know, he had to go to anger management classes. All this stuff, you know what I'm saying? Wow. I didn't have anything happen to me because I didn't do anything. You right. know what I'm saying? But, you know. I, I never heard you tell that story before. Barry. Yeah, man. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, what? Now that's on my record is I I, I was I was driving under. If, I wasn't driving under. If I, and he made me do a breathalyzer. I hadn't drank anything. I'm like, yo, I had not drank anything. I didn't even have a glass of wine. Right. I did have me a lot of sushi though, but <laughs> um, so real, real quick here, guys. So one of the things, and he's, he's still meeting with the media, but one of the things he said was um, told reporters, he will continue to stand on my innocence said he never assaulted or disrespected anyone. What? That's what he said. He said, I have to grow as a person, but he said he will continue to, he said, quote, will continue to stand on my innocence and he said he never assaulted or disrespected anyone for for what it's worth. So but yeah, I'm just, 30, I'm just other, man. Uh, thirty other women awesome. say otherwise. Yep, thirty plus women you. say otherwise. Yep. So, um, 
So here's the back and forth. I will always be able to stand on my innocence. Reporter follows. So why did you apologize? Deshaun Watson says he apologized to all women and anyone impacted by his actions. And he said, I'm leaving it at that. What? Does that sound like a guy who gets it? Not really to me. What? No, not at all. All right. Interesting. So I'll pass along. Yeah, we'll pass along some of the things he had to say, you know, as we go forward here. But interesting day. And somehow the Eagles are are there today, uh, which, you know, makes it even more interesting how it's going to all shake out. It always happens like that. Eagles will always be front and center. On they're always involved. They're not involved. I shouldn't say that. They're, they're bystanders with this. But it is it is bizarre, you know, to say the least. Um, all right. Let's do this. Let's get a quickie here. We'll come back. We'll continue to react. Again, if you're just uh, just jumping on with us. Deshaun Watson gets 11 games and a $5 million fine. He's meeting with the media. Now the Browns uh, front office folks, including Andrew Berry, who used to be in the Eagles front office, will meet with the media too. I got to imagine they're going to get peppered pretty good too for, for all of this, for, for making the decision to bring here, for structuring the contract the way it is, all of it. I mean, there's a lot of heat raining down in, in Berea, Ohio. That's where they, uh, where they practice. So a lot of that going down today for sure. So we'll uh, continue that we come back, we'll also turn our sights to the Eagles. They actually do have an open practice today, as we mentioned, and some of the things that we're going to be looking for out of this open practice. So don't go anywhere. Plenty of more to, to discuss. Again, Coach Marcus, who is a uh, contributor to the show, Marcus Thomas, former NFL player, will be joining us at 1 o'clock. Marcus has a podcast called the Pro Fan Talk Podcast. you got to check that out. He'll hop on with us at 1 o'clock. Looking forward to talking to Marcus as well. Don't go anywhere. Barrett, Derek, Rob, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, knowing who to trust with your finances can be a very scary proposition, that's for sure. And I was that person in the front of the line with my hand up for a long time. I was, I, I went through a bunch of different people, was never satisfied, was never happy, and, and really hadn't been put on the best path to, to, to do what I needed to do with my finances. But I found the right person in Jim Murray of Principal Financial Group. For you, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, if you have a small business and you need help with employee benefits, that's another resource that Jim can help you with. I've entrusted him with my IRA, a 401k rollover as well, and I couldn't be happier. You could be happy too. Give him a call, 610-996-4751, or you can email him at murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's murray dot Jim at principal.com. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV. Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. 
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. We're back with Sports Take on this Friday Eve, a.k.a. Thursday. Uh, welcome in, everybody. Thanks for hanging with us uh, if you have been with us. Uh, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, uh, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Uh, we will have Coach Marcus, uh, Marcus Thomas, be coming up at 1 o'clock. Um, so let me just give you a little bit of an exchange here with Sean Watson and a uh, person asking him a question. He says, I've always stood on my innocence I never saw assaulted or disrespected anyone. He said that basically the settlement and civil ones are about moving forward. Asked about his apology. He says he understands he triggered people, apologizes to all women. So for whatever it's worth, that's uh, it's kind of where things are. He said, I, I triggered women. I triggered women. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is that? I, what does I, that mean? What is that supposed to mean? Right. What does that mean? I don't know. So uh, you might so explain even, to me what triggered means. So even though he wasn't found guilty of anything, he settles with these women out of court to make this thing go away. He comes out before their first game and apologizes when he had not apologized before. A judge rules that they, they feel he has predatory behavior. Then he gets 11 games and a $5 million slap on the wrist, which doesn't hurt him financially at all. But yet a guy like Calvin Ridley gets 17 games for betting on game. Yeah, I don't understand it. Um, Something's not right here. He was asked about his reaction that that he's going to get from people about claiming he's still innocent. And he said, quote, I have to do what's best for Deshaun Watson at the end of the day. I don't don't think this individual gets anything. Uh, That's just me. So Why, Why should he? Because yep. he didn't get hurt by this. Yep. Yeah, you're why right. Should he, why They're should he correct. have any other stance whatsoever? Because he didn't get hurt by this. You are right, you know, so And I'm looking uh, at the feed. I'm looking at the feed on Adam Adam Schefter's, Schefter's tweets. Man, people are blasting him left and right, which is which I'm not surprised one bit. But then there's a small group of people. Well, you know, he's innocent until proven guilty, and yep. all this. Well, if he wasn't, if he if there was no guilt whatsoever, why did he get six games first and then eleven? 
And don't settle anything. If you are really anything. innocent, don't settle anything. Yes. So I don't know. I, I mean, I'm just I'm, I'm saying this. I, I I'm 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 done with the whole situation. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I yeah, he just couldn't be my dude. That's all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He wouldn't be my dude. So I mean, guilty, innocent. I mean, I know he's got a slimy lawyer. Uh, I mean uh, that um the women had a slimy lawyer. I mean, there's there's so much stuff in it. You know that can go either way. Mm-hmm. That um I'm I'm gonna. I'm going to probably leave that, you know, to myself and, you know, what I'm thinking. I'm not going to give any more fuel to that fire. You know, I, I can't, you know what I'm saying? I can't, I can't anymore, bro. All right. Well, look, uh, it, again, if there's anything of note that continues to come down, we'll pass it along. But uh, yeah, that's right. kind of where things are right now. All right. So let's, uh, let's jump to the Eagles here who will be playing uh, in about what time is it about an hour and, a half, right? Yeah, about yeah. Right? Two, two ten. Two ten today. Which yeah. I said this to you guys yesterday. I, why would you, unless you're just really part of it is from a conditioning standpoint, you want them in the heat. Wouldn't you rather go in the morning if you're Cleveland? Cleveland practices at this time. It's kind of strange to be. Yeah, really. I is it is this something has something to do with um, they're going to have fans there or something? Is that is that? I say that'd be the only thing you know that you would yeah. continue fans to be there at two ten. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, maybe you're yeah. right, Barry. I didn't think about that part of it. Maybe that is yeah, but that's, the fan aspect. You know, do they always practice at this time? I think they are a later practice team, which I, that I don't sucks, know. man. That sucks. Yeah. I'd rather practice in the morning. Like, but see, I never had water days, so you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, know, <laughs> you, you did mornings and afternoons. Right, right. And so, evenings, morning, yeah. so we would go in. It'd be nine o'clock in the morning. We practice two and a half, three hours. So we got probably two and a half. So we go in at nine. We'll be done eleven thirty. Right. Um, we don't get out to the field, you know, because you know back then we used to do a little extra. So we get out the field around about twelve thirty. Okay. Uh, one o'clock. Then uh, we have practice again at, at three thirty, four o'clock, and then we go for another two hours, around six or seven. Then we go eat. Then we have meetings from like nine till you know ten thirty. And start all over again the next yeah, day. And go to bed. Yeah, yep. Yeah. No, that's listen. I hear you. Okay, so this real quick. I have to keep harping on this, but the suspension starts at four o'clock August thirtieth. That's when the suspension starts. Okay. Uh, okay. And it's games, not weeks, over. though. It's games, right? Yeah. So he's eligible to return to the facility for them October tenth and resume. October tenth. That's wrong. What? This is from Tom Pelissar of the NFL Network. This timeline's wrong because he, he says he's eligible to return to the facility October 10th and resume practicing November 14th. So no. that me that tells no. me that tells me he can go to meetings, but he cannot practice. Yeah. And then on November 14th is when he can actually start practicing with yeah, the team. Yeah. Hold, hold off on. I don't think that's correct. I, that can't be correct. That's not ten games. No, no. And he's a credible guy, but I don't think that's right. So I'm just let's leave that alone. All right. Um, so from an Eagles standpoint, one of the things I was going to ask you guys that I was really interested to see, and, and we may still see it, but maybe not to the same extent, Take for a second, putting aside Watson off the field stuff, this is a quality quarterback. Um, they struggled with quality quarterbacks in a big way last year. I'll be interested to see if how much time he plays, I don't know. But if he does play, how the Eagles' first-team defense does against Watson in, in some of these open practice uh you know, sessions that they have. Well, you know, I, um, I, according to Big Seals, you know, and he's talked to the Bernie Kozar, you know, that's his man, you know, he played with him. Yep. So, uh, Bernie Kozar just told me he started the next two preseason games. Starting? Yeah, right. starting the next right. preseason games. I'm not I'm surprised. Kevin, if I'm Kevin Stefanski, I'm, I, I guess Brissett's got to get the bulk of the 
reps for me, but I'm, you know, I will see that. See, that's I think they they're more worried about Deshaun and his development because he is the future. Jacoby Brissett is just a guy that's going to be in there in the month. They, they, you can almost see they pretty much are writing this season off because if you weren't, why would you get a why would you give away all the weapons they gave away? Yeah, they brought in Cooper, but look at the amount of weapons that they let, let leave their fold. You know what I'm saying? You could tell they're they're um they're on the cusp of, of, of just rebuilding. You know what I'm saying? Why do you let your best slot receiver go? And you know, they they sent him to well Landry went, New but Orleans. they also brought Cooper in though. Yeah, I mean, but I, I'm I'm when I look at their roster, I don't see anybody that's really you know what I'm saying, going to blow the world up. You know what I mean? The running game is going to be right. That offensive line is good. But Amari Cooper is the only guy that happened to me. Donovan Peoples-Jones, uh, he He's hasn't okay. done anything. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They got in the third round, they got uh, David Bell um, from Purdue. He was he was just a – he was he was a big play threat. Right. But he was second fiddle to the number one. So he was a number two um, at Purdue. Mm-hmm. Um other than that, man, this wide receiver core is, is less than what I've seen in the past. You know, this isn't close. This isn't even close to what they had, you know, before. Well, I, here's here's what's going to be interesting to me. We saw an Eagles team turn to the running game, and it got them to the playoffs last year. Yep. And they ran more than you rarely ever see that kind of running in this day and age when it's a throwing league. We may see the Browns shatter what the Eagles did last year in terms of pounding. Absolutely, absolutely. They are going to run that bad boy a ton. Absolutely. Well, they they were fourth in the league last year in running, so why wouldn't they go to a strength of theirs? Yep. yep. What's what's the best way to hide deficiencies of a quarterback who's average? Run the ball. Good running. Game. The run of the game. Yeah. But it's it's different. It's different. I don't know if they can necessarily do what the Eagles did because. It wasn't just the running game with the running backs, you know. It was that trifecta, you know, with having a good running game with a quarterback that with legs um, too. I mean, a legs. lot of those yards were were hurts himself too. Keep that in mind. Right? Yep. And then he could also throw outside the pocket. You know, that trifecta helped this Eagles um, offense out. Um, you, you guys know that Jacoby Brissett didn't outrun at anybody. He's he's the most efficient. Yeah, no, that's not his game. Yeah, yeah, he's inefficient at at at. at being uh, um, you know, having the legs that that hurts that hurts yeah. is a great athlete. Brissett is just, I mean, he they bring, I mean, I remember when he was in Indianapolis, they bring him in on rundowns and he'd come in and he'd be like that gadget plays, gadget yeah, play guy, but he doesn't he have the legs that you know, Deshaun, I mean, uh, that uh, hurts has. The, the positive is he's gotten a little, he's gotten experience. He's not a guy who's right, never, never played in NFL. He's played a decent amount of NFL games, but he's. He's mediocre. I mean, he is what a backup quarterback is, you know. Yes. So, yes. Um, but yeah, I, I would think their formula has got to be run, keep the other team off the field as much as possible, and let our defense eat. That's it. I mean, that's all absolutely. Really they have they one can of the, too. They have one of yeah. the best one-two running running tandems in all of the National Football League. They have one of the better offensive lines. Why would you not run the ball? Pound that rock until yeah. further notice. Yeah. And 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 if it's working, you know, I mean. You look at Nick Chubb. What did Nick Chubb averaged almost six yards a carry last year? Mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt, who only played in eight games, averaged four point nine yards a carry. So you have two running backs averaging six and five yards a carry. And so guess what? Me. I'm uh, not trading uh, Hunt, even though he wants no, out, man. No, no, he, no, he, no he I'm not trading. Trade. No, 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 no. Look, Especially I know you. I, I know your feelings are hurt, 
But you're going to run the ball. If you go play in the league this year, you're running the ball in our ugly uniforms. That's yeah. it. Take it or leave yeah. it. Well, yeah, what I would just – if they haven't already, a little sit down. Guess what? I, I We understand where you're at. We're not trading you. So yeah. let's just keep moving. Would, would you guys say his feelings are hurt? Maybe, yeah, well, if you, if, if you, you understand get out your feelings, feelings are hurt, you, exactly. Yeah. You want to play football? Yeah. You know, you better get right. your butt go, on the Go run it field. down somebody's throat and hurt yeah. their feelings. Yeah. That, that That's what we can do here. Um, so, yeah, that's something. I wanted to see the Eagles defensive line, the corners, the, the linebackers, the whole nine, and maybe we will uh, against Watson. I want to see how they respond, how they do. Because last year, let's face it, guys, it was target practice for good quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, the completion percentage was ridiculous. David Carr was at 91%, whatever he was, or Derek yeah, Carr right, yeah, in right. that game. So yeah, five games in a row, guys completing 80%. That's unheard of. Yeah, so that's something – all right, that's one thing definitely looking at. How about the Eagles' offensive line against a pretty good D-line? I mean, Clowney, yeah, yeah. Miles Garrett, among others, yeah. that, that they can run out there, man. That's that's going to be interesting, too. Bro. I promise you. I promise you, fisticuffs are coming. Oh, yeah. It's, it's happening everywhere. There was another fight today. Yeah, in yeah, yeah, it's coming. It's coming, man. You got two teams – that take pride in their trench warfare, Cleveland and and, and, and the Eagles. Yep. Something has to give. They're tired of beating up on each other. They can't wait to swing away at another helmet, another color helmet. Something has to give. And you got a bunch of young, hungry players trying to make a team also who don't want to go out there and get embarrassed. You have X amount of players who are, who have a master degree in trash talking. You know it's a, it, that's a combustible situation right there. Mm. Yeah. No, Bruh. listen, I'm with it. Go ahead, Barry. I'm, I'm looking at the key matchups, man. You know, you're talking about, you know, throwing against this this defense. You know, just like you talked about in this um in, in our meeting, our pre-meeting. You know, you got Greedy Williams, Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward to sign this big contract. Uh, you got um Greg Newsom Jr. You know, well, it's the second. You know, I played with um I played with uh Greg Newsom Sr. Oh, did you? Uh, he came out the same year I did, yeah. Okay. Came out the same year I did. Play with him in Green Bay, you know, man. But we were tight, you know what I'm saying, because we uh went through all these, you know, all the um the games at the end of the season together. Mm-hmm. Uh Grant Delpit is coming to his own as a as a safety in the league. Yeah, he's he's good safety. Yeah. Exactly. You know, John Johnson. This is where, you know, I want to see how the timing goes with, with him and Brown. You know, can can Smitty get away and, and off bracket could not bracket covers, but um uh, man-to-man, tight man-to-man covers. Can he still run routes, get off the jam? And go and, and, and be open. This is going to be a, a good test for them. Two physical teams that uh, want to beat up on each other. This 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 is why I play football. This is why I watch football. That you know this this will be this will be a definite measuring rod to what they what they need to do going into this season. Well, take, to take it a step farther, when Barry talked about this secondary uh, Cleveland secondary, Denzel Ward, 2018 first round pick, fourth overall. Grant Delpit, 2020 second-round pick, 44th player taken in the draft. Greg Newsom, 2021 first-round pick, 26th overall. Greedy Williams, second-round, 2019, 46th overall. So in the back end of Cleveland secondary, they have players, first and second-rounders, players that were considered one of the top 46 players in the draft the years they came out, 2018, 19, 20, and 21. What better test for these eagle wide receiving core than to go up against the likes of a secondary like this? This is a great test for them. And you got two guys coming off that edge for Cleveland and Garrett and, and Clowney who are going to give Lane Johnson and Jordan Malata and Andrew Dillard a great workout. 
and to, to get to also give Jalen Hurts a good workout right. in terms of, of throwing darts and trying to put put passes in small windows. This is a great opportunity for this for this Eagles team. I, I think so too. I, I'm, I'm, this is a, a good test, man. And look, Miami's good team too that they'll get next week as yep. well. With this. I, I'm also looking at um, our defense against their starting offensive line, and oh, dude, they got know, they got some tackles. Yeah, one of our one of our biggest inefficiencies on why we lost a lot of games, especially defensively, is first down production. Teams were averaging like six yards a pop on first down. And when you're doing that second and four, second and five, second and, and three, I mean, you're winning all the time because your playbook is like this. When you start getting to third and 10, now it's down here. Not a lot of those calls you can make. Third and 10, when you go, you know, when you go second and, and, and 12, they've got to win on first down. And I want to see how they go about doing it. <clears throat> so... We'll Same, uh, but just to give you some of the names for people who may not be, you know, locked in on Cleveland. Uh, Jedrick Wills is a phenomenal left tackle. Um, Tenth Jack overall Conklin. player. Yeah, Jack Conklin's a good player. Real another, solid. He's, another first round pick. Yeah, he's the right tackle. Uh, Wyatt Teller's the right guard. Very yep. good. Uh, uh, Pro Bowler. Petonio is their left guard. Yep. Uh, and I'm not as familiar with their center, Ethan. He was, he was a second round pick. Okay. So, so I mean, <laughs> you're talking about a pretty pedigreed offensive line for Cleveland that you see if the Eagles D line can get home, you know, and, and do their thing against them. I can't so, wait, man. That's just where, you know, will they be able to stop? That's why, that's why I said these, um, these, these inner squad scrimmages, when you have, you know, both teams there, dual squad scrimmages, you can really put situational football into practice. You know, you know, I, that's why I put, I, I, I do see how, you know, the Eagles organization puts a lot of stake on them, you know, going out and, and these inner squad practices when you practice against other teams. I understand why, because you can go situational football and you can go third down, third and 10, third and 10, eight times. You might only have it twice in a game, in a preseason game. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, you can work on goal line situation. You might not even make a goal line play. You can go to red zone. They might not make it to the red zone in the game, but you could give eight to nine plays, maybe 10 plays, of just doing those situations. And that's where you get where your team is. That's where you don't mm-hmm. under, you, you get to understand what this team does best. So, I, I mean, I'm, I understand why they put a lot of, you know, a lot at stake in it. I, I love it. But, you know, this is exactly where you find out where your real men are, you know, who who's going to go out there and compete. You know, some guys shy away from this type of deal. I don't want those guys. I want guys to go out there and, you know, meet things head first, face first. You know, so this is what I want to see. I want to see what, you know, who steps out on a limb and be like, hey, I'm that dude. I'm that dude. You know, I mean, look at, you know, what's his name? Um, uh, The cornerback, Josh, uh, Josh Job. Yeah. You know, I, I thought that at the point. Alabama you know, kid. Yeah. He didn't even get drafted. Um, The knock on him that, you know, he was a cover two corner. Um, He, you know, he didn't wasn't really a quick twitch guy. Well, he's moved his way. Up the um up the lineup, you know, Brad uh, Bradbury went out yesterday. Well, day before yesterday, they put him in. They they stepped him in at the starting corner on the outside when Bradbury mm-hmm. went out. To me, that's telling. That's definitely telling because I thought the kid from Texas Tech was having a pretty good camp, McPherson. Yeah, but they put him in instead of putting McPherson in. Huh. So you know, we'll we'll see. You know, I mean, I, he Barrett, he, but Job was one of those guys, kind of like Carson Strong, that they they paid a pretty decent number to as an undrafted free agent. They liked him a lot. He was a priority guy. So, 
I hear you. I mean, the fact that he's ahead of McPherson is tells you a little something. Yes, it is. You know, yeah. he's a big kid. Well, not really big, but he plays big, long arms, able to reroute receivers. Right. Um, I like how he lets things develop in front of him, and then he breaks on it. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, this is what camp is all about. You know, guys you didn't think were going to make the squad are going to make the squad. Some guys you thought were going to make the squad are not going to make the squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we, I'm, I'm I'm looking at the uh, the Johnson the Johnson boys. Patrick and Chiron. Yeah, Patrick and Chiron. Chiron got drafted this year. Uh, was it sixth round, something like that? Yeah, out of um, Kansas. And uh, Patrick's out of uh, Auburn, I think. And that was last year. Right. But at this point, Pat Jack, uh, Pat Johnson is balling. Yeah. He's 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 the guy that they put in when when they take out when they take out Hassan Reddick, they implement him. He's that guy that they brought they bring in. Hmm. So, you know, he's moved up. He stayed up on uh, ahead of Chiron. I thought Chiron was going to get a nice little run. He hasn't done anything, but I'll tell you what, Patrick Johnson, uh, Johnson has. Another guy we need to talk about is Tyron Jackson. Him right now, him and Derek Barnett. He's a DN. even on DN the line. Yeah. Don't know. yeah. They're, you know, they're kind of even on the line. Him and Derek Barnett are fighting for a roster spot, man. I know it's, got, it's, it's not fair because, you know, um, Derek Barnett's – Salary is guaranteed. Yeah, he yeah he's not mm-hmm. going. He's not going to get cut. He's not going to get cut. But man, I'll tell you what, Tyron is making it very very hard on this Eagles organization to try to hide him on a practice squad because he is jumping out every single time he gets an opportunity to. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. All right, good good stuff there, mm. guys. So let, let's uh let's step aside and let let's dig in on this with uh with Coach Marcus. Marcus played in the NFL. We will uh we will discuss this with him when we get back. Also got a great podcast which we'll tell you about as well. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis on this Thursday. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk a little ProAction Restoration because ProAction Restoration, they're the people that you will turn to if you are having any kind of flooding issues, water damage in your house, smoke, fire, mold damage, you name it. They are there for the tough stuff. And I've gone through it personally. And thank God they're on call 24 hours, seven days a week. I called them on a Saturday they got right over to my parents' house, finished basement, flooded. They cleaned it up, found the source of the problem. The crew was unbelievable, professional, and the price was reasonable. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company as well. Again, keep in mind, water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, or if it's something you're not quite sure about, just give them a call. They will consult with you at 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that can you search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. We are back. Welcome back in, everybody. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks on this Thursday. Hope you're doing well. Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right. Our next guest played in the NFL, played professional football as well. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Coach underscore Marcus, M-A-R-K-U-S-O-6. Also check out his podcast, Pro Fan Talk, and he is a, uh, a, a, a friend of the show. Uh, he is, uh, you can see his comments a lot of times in the chat section, does a great job with that, analyzing the NFL. Marcus, how we doing, man? Good to see you. Good, man. Good, man. I appreciate the opportunity to be on again, man. I'm still no watching you guys, learning from you guys, <laughs> trying to step my and, game up, man. And, 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 and also chastising us when he gets the shot. <laughs> Every now and then, I sneak one in. I don't know if it was a haymaker, but some jabs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But coach Marcus, let's get your uh, your take on this thing first with the uh, with everything that's gone down here in Cleveland with, with the Sean Watson and uh, and the suspension for eleven games. Surprised, not surprised. Where are you? Uh, that seems to be par for the course. Uh, I think it's kind of a, a, a sad reality right now when it seems like they spend more energy on the civil case than they did on the criminal case. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, it, it you know when it comes to money, now you want to put the effort into it. That's kind of suspect, but it's it's par for the course. And it's, you know, the NFL just does not have a good track record when it comes to this stuff. And this is, this goes hand in hand uh, uh, with the stuff that happened in the history. Uh, when you go back to Ray Rice, to Greg Hardy, all the names you guys have mentioned before. Um, and it's, it's, it's weird the way this thing went down. Um, and, and you read my post earlier when I said that it was a hundred K what I was, what I was meaning was, that the initial, I think this was back in the criminal court. I, I think the initial offer was for him to settle out of court for a hundred grand. Then it blew up into all this other stuff. Right. 
Um, so for, for it to just get this far and take this long just to get to this point, that's really not a good look on the NFL. Hmm. Um, Barrett, I think you hit the nail on the head. They're just happy to get it over with so they can move on and it can be business as usual. Not to mention, they still got this powder keg with the with the Daniel Snyder, John Gruden stuff yep. brewing. Because they want to, they want to shift all of the tension away from that because that stuff is going to involve owners, and, and that's and, what they really don't want to deal with. Oh, absolutely. Right. And and Gruden's not going away with this, by the nope. way. No, no, he's not a part. No, he's not affiliated no. with anybody now. Nope. So no. he's not. He's not on any major network, right? So yep. at this point, he has nothing else to lose. He's made say, enough money. Yep. Yeah. Say what you want to say about John Gruden, but I don't blame him. Out of what six hundred fifty thousand. Uh, emails that were viewed. His was the only one that leaked publicly. Mm. And he don't even work for the organization? And you don't even Mm -hmm. work for him? And and yours is the only one that leaked publicly? Y'all don't blame him for going after the league. No. And it makes the, it it makes the, it's almost like in high school, uh, you knew the day that you had to get your book report. And you always saw that one kid, you knew he wasn't prepared for the book report. So they, they do a six month investigation and they take an oral report from somebody. Stop it. Stop playing. Mm, yeah. Mm. Stop playing. Um, yeah, interesting. And we'll, we'll further monitor that thing, that's for sure. But, Coach Marks, we haven't talked to you in a little bit here. As we get kind of closer, we're now, man, what, three weeks away uh, coming Sunday, thankfully. Yeah, man. Uh, what's your sense here? Just what's your sense in general of this team as we go into it in an NFC East? It's got the Cowboys who won it last year. Got Washington, New York. Where do the Eagles fall in your estimation? Uh, I like the Eagles. I think – it is going to come down between uh, the Eagles and Dallas. I think the Eagles have the better team. The X factor is can Jalen Hurts play better than Dak Prescott? That's uh, We have the, the better team. I still think they have the better quarterback until Jalen proves otherwise. I don't need Jalen Hurts to be great or elite. I just need him to be good and consistent. Absolutely. I need you to, to – I need your passing acumen to have leveled up to where you can find the open receiver uh, and deliver the ball on time, period. That's all you need to do. He doesn't – I need him to be between 275 and 300 around there for an average. Every now and then he's going to spike up above 300, uh, and every now and then he might have a stinker. But the, the games that he has a stinker, that's when you use your legs. But I don't want using your legs to mean run RPOs that's right. out the daggone gym. Hand the ball to the guys that you pay to run the ball. And if you got to get yourself out of trouble, then we know you can do that. But you got to get that passing game leveled up so you can be consistent. Hit the open man consistently. And if he can do that, with that defense we got, the mm-hmm. Eagles are scary. Marcus, I said, I don't want my quarterback lead, being my leading rusher. Mm-mm. That's bad for an offense when your quarterback is your leading rusher. Because once he crosses that line of scrimmage, it's open season. And Absolutely. we've seen too many quarterbacks, even go back to last season, Lamar Jackson. It go finally caught week? up to him. Go back to last week. You know, go go, you know, you look at teams now last year. You know, we talk about we've talked extensively about how Arizona faded down the stretch. Why? Mm-hmm. Because teams found a way to better defend against him. And once he couldn't utilize that one asset, which is the takeoff like a jackrabbit. We find out he has those deficiencies in his passing game. I'm not saying Jalen Hurts has that, but I'm saying you take off one too many times, they're going to figure out how to defend you better, which makes you one-dimensional. But if you keep taking off at the wrong opportunity, I don't want to see you be the next RG3 and ruin your career at a young age. 
agree with you 100%. And I think uh, that is the difference between uh, you you take off and do what you have to do when you need to do it. Right. And if his passing game is dropping back, uh, reading everything, going through his progressions and delivering the ball on time, I think he'll be okay. You can't stop injuries. They got all of these poof helmets and all of this stuff that they're wearing, and guys are still getting hurt every week just like normal. So it doesn't take much. You saw what happened with Zach Wilson. Uh, nobody touched him. Yep. He just he just, he just just made a cut, uh, and his knee was like, mm, you might want to think about that next time. But he can't. You can't do nothing about that. So the best way you can protect them is drop back, throw the ball, get rid of the ball. If you have to run, you run. But kill the RPOs. Don't put them in in, in more danger than he has to be. When I look at um, when I when I look at him, I see a drastic improvement in not just you know his 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 you know fundamentals. You know fundamentally, he's he's, he's getting his footwork down. He's going out. He's getting through his progression because he's more tighter. And how he's going out there in, in his feet, and um, you know, the way he's throwing the ball, you know, the mechanics mm-hmm. of it. But I'm also seeing, you know, development, and not just that, his, but his body. You know, he's 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 in better shape than he's ever been. You know, he came in, looks like he lost weight, but he's actually the same weight, but he's more fine, defined, and ripped now. I think at this point, you know, his progression of becoming a good football player, from being a good football player to making that next step. Is going to be evident once he really starts playing. You know, what is your film when you watch film and when you watch this last game? What did you get at? What did you take from it? Um, I think he he did that to bulk up. You got to take the be able to take the punishment. You remember number five did that back in the day. Oh um, yeah, yes, yes, and yes. He got he got a little criticized for it because he got too big and he started throwing balls in the dirt. Um, but he got it together. I think Jalen Hurts is in the same boat. He's he's the same weight. He's what he's got less body fat now. Right? Yep. So more, he was all more shredded. Yep. He was all he was yep. squatting what six oh five or whatever that ridiculous stuff is. <laughs> you know. So <laughs> from from that standpoint, he's always been ready. Now I, I have no question whatsoever if his body is going to be ready. But the reports I heard from him going out to California, working with gurus and stuff like that, he's getting his mind ready. He's he's getting his eyes ready so he can recognize what he's supposed to see and do what he needs to do when he needs to do it. And for me, that's the most important thing. I know he has the physical talents. He just got to put it all together. And from what I've seen, uh, I know it's just a preseason game, but six for six, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Because flip it, flip it on the other side. If he'd have been three for six, threw a couple of bad balls, you know the sky would have fell in Philadelphia. Yep. And everybody <laughs> would have been on his back and all of that. So you know what? I'm not going to get too too hyped i'm not gonna get overhyped about it but i did like what i saw he got rid of the ball he made some good decisions um and we were better for it and you see what the potential is only by getting him in the fire playing against other teams not in practice against ourselves only by seeing him play against other teams can we see what his true ceiling is yeah good good point let me go to the other side with you marcus Uh, and a defense last year that Lacked aggression, uh, maybe because they lacked personnel. Uh, Didn't create a lot of turnovers to put the offense in good spots. Uh, Was a team that played, frankly, in a lot of ways soft. Didn't sack a quarterback a lot. They've added a lot. There have been a lot of changes on that side of the ball, for sure. Uh, Mm -hmm. What is your expectation of Jonathan Gannon and that crew? Uh, If Jonathan Jonathan Gannon does what uh, we think he is capable of doing, we're going to be back to 
back to the gang green defense, mm. what, what wow. Philadelphia is known for. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to be good as, you know, the Reggie White days and when Seth was in his prime, but that's what people are going to think about when they come to Philadelphia because we got an anchor in the middle with big man. You know how the big man big Davis, Jordan yeah. Davis, that dude, the, to see all of the stuff with the double and triple teams, I was like, man, y'all got a problem. And mm-hmm. he's young. Then you got Fletch right next to him. Then you got Hassan Reddy. In my opinion, he's as fast as a linebacker. He's a he's a hybrid. He's got speed to give. On the other side, you got uh, Hargrave and, and Sweat. And then the guy I've been holding my hand up for is people sleeping on Kaiser White. Mm-hmm. Yes, Kaiser yes. White balled out for the Chargers last year. He's got that mm-hmm. alpha personality. He was a take charge guy on defense last year, and he led the team to tackles. So I, I didn't understand why they didn't sign him back, though. That was my biggest thing. You know, you, I think it was money. Barrett. Were they were they tight on uh, cap wise? They might have been because they just signed Mac during that time. Remember they signed Mac? Yeah. Uh, they they signed a lot of they signed a lot. They had signed back Williams. They gave uh, Derwin James that crazy money. They knew that had to be coming, right? And I, uh, right, right, right. Their right, coach right. Staley talked about. It. He was like, "I love this guy." Like, I, he 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 went over the top praising him. So I, you would think it's. I don't think it's a, a pers- uh, performance thing. I think it's mm-hmm. money. I think he was in the, like kind of the same situation like Bradbury, because yeah. ain't no way New York should have got rid of Bradbury. But right. thank you, we appreciate it. So, um, and the one thing I wanted to say about Bradbury. I haven't heard much from him. I just keep hearing a lot about him. And what that makes me believe is he is that guy on the defense that comes to work, period. He don't say much. He's not a rah-rah guy. That's the guy that's going to come in and be and get down to business. And what I mean with that is we have a very balanced team when it comes to personality. Barry, you know what I'm talking about. When you got some of them guys that are the rah-rah guys, you know sometimes they rub you the wrong way. It's like, man, I ain't trying to hear that right now. Right. Be quiet, bro. Exactly. Out there and play, man. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it seems like we got guys like that that are loud and boisterous, like Cox, like BG, and you need that. But you also need that balance on the other side, where it's that that quiet enthusiasm that you know that guy's locked in and that emanates. So you know it's time. All right, it's time to get down to business, and we got that on both sides with Bradbury and with uh, and with Jalen Hurts. So I think we got a good mix of talent. I think we got a good mix of personalities, and they bought into what Nick Sirianni is doing. I think we we are definitely on the uptrend. And now finally, you got a lot of a lot of national media heads talking about us now because they don't know what to expect. And again, that falls back to everything rides on what Jalen Hurts is going to do. Has he leveled up? If he's leveled up, man, y'all better look out because it's mm. it's going to be a problem when you come to Philly. Mm. Well, when I look at it, though, you know, um, can they sustain, you know, the same run-to-pass ratio that they had last year? Um, how big does Jalen have to be in order to get past that? I mean, we were we were running a clip. That, I mean, there were a couple of times where it was it – was, uh, the run-to-pass ratio was we had 26 runs and 18, 19 passes. Is that sustainable over the entire season? Or, you know, what do you see as far as this year? If they could do that again, or is it the league caught up with them and they're not going to be able to do it? Um, That remains to be seen. It it depends on how the season starts. Um, If we'll know by midseason what we get with with Jalen Hurts. If if we're still running the ball and if we're still back to doing RPOs, 
then you got the answer to your question. I don't see any problem if he if his passing acumen is is where it needs to be. I don't see any problem with having the balanced attack. You can you can do, you know, at least ten to fifteen runs a game that don't require the RPO. If we can do that, you're still going to be on the upside with the passing and throwing it through the air. So that's where we need to be. Where if if for whatever reason the other people on the other side of the ball get paid too. So if they're shutting us down, we got to run it to open it up. We should be able to do that. But it can't all depend on Jalen Hurts rolling out and just running around people and running past folks. We got to do it the right way, make it balanced. I saw play action. I saw him under the center. I saw a screen. Thank you, Lord. Finally. Yeah, we haven't <laughs> it, seen that in years. Tell me about it, man. <laughs> and, and not to mention, I don't think too many people have mentioned it much, but how many times did we even go in motion last year? Right. It, it right. didn't happen. So all of that stuff is coming together and we're giving defenses a, a true look and not know what to expect. And if we can do that, I think Jalen will be fine. If he's good and we got that uh, a legitimate <sighs> running offense, I'm not talking about, again, not the RPOs and all that kind of stuff, but hand the ball off, give it to Sanders, give it to Scott, give it to Gainwell, whatever you got to do, um, and throw in some screens with Goddard. And I would like to see Gainwell taking some of those running back screens. To me, that's another form of play action, and we can make it happen. Marcus, what, what do you make? What do you make, Marcus, of Jalen Rager's situation? Uh, I, I'm on the fence with this guy. He hasn't done much of anything in training camp. He's a guy who's on the bubble, who has mm-hmm. to shine. I say to make this team. Uh, Robin Barrett are convinced he's going to make this team. I'm still not there yet, and I've gone on record a number of times saying that he's in trouble. What do you make of him when you know your your livelihood is on the line, yet you've done nothing really to stand out yet? There's something to be said for a player with a chip on the shoulder, not to mention uh, your job on the line. Uh, I think he's going to make the team, not necessarily for his performance, but uh, he already knows the offense. And from what I've been hearing about from you guys, especially you, Barrett, he's been having a pretty good camp. He has had a pretty good camp. You're not going to get somebody like Jalen – he might not get all of the opportunities in a preseason mm-hmm. game. You know how that rolls. So mm-hmm. uh, days like today, scrimmaging against the, the Browns and, and, and joint practices where you're going against somebody else where you can you don't know what to expect. Now we see how we operate there, and that can translate to what's going to happen in the game. I don't know how many opportunities he's going to get in a preseason game. I think he's going to make the team. Who, who are we keeping? If if uh, if we let him go, well, so, I mean, yeah, they do have you know they they do have Covey. They like Covey. They like Just Covey because his his return ability. Yeah, High towers, the draft. Maybe Ward comes back and Ward, yeah. Ward, what do you think Ward, about Huntley? Guard. I thought Huntley was going to be the the kick returner, punt returner. He can do. I, I've seen him really do much punt return, mm-hmm. but he is the number one kickoff kick returner. returner. Yeah. Now now can they sustain that? Um, throughout the year with him being that guy. Um, I don't know, you know, because that's a roster spot, you know, and they still don't know how they're going to divvy up the linebacker, wide receiver, running back. You know, there might be some guys that need to make the team that might, you know, push them out of the number count. But, you know, that, that's that's something I'm anxious to see, you know, going forward. I, I hope he balls out because I want to see, if they're not going to keep him, get that trade equity up. Did you, but did you see him do enough at the running back position? you know what I'm saying, in this last preseason game to warrant him having a running back spot? Uh, he had a decent game. Um, 
I, I didn't see anything. He had a good he had a good uh, game against the Jets, but not good enough to where I would have to let somebody go. I thought he missed some holes that you know, mm-hmm. and he's kind of too he was running too fast. Sometimes you got to slow it down a little bit. I know that sounds crazy when you're nope. when you're running back, but you got to slow down sometimes. Let the play develop, and then Absolutely. hit it. You know, to me, he was hitting the hole too fast, and the pole wasn't there initially. He had to wait a little bit for the hole to open up initially. I thought he missed a couple of those, but he still ran hard, though. He still mm-hmm. ran hard. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you 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 called it right there. Uh, they used to tell me that in college. Don't hit the hole too fast. If you got a right. pulling guard, you know, you got to let the guy go into the hole or you're going to get your head blown off. So, <laughs> you know, and, and but that's something, especially with rookies, you get that adrenaline going and you, you want to score a touchdown every time you touch the ball because you never know when it's your last opportunity. Right. So – but it takes effort to calm yourself down and and really see what you're supposed to see so you can hit the right hole, give it enough time. All of that, all of those little nuances to make you a successful running back, it is hard when you're in that situation as a rookie and you got the crowd and all of that kind of stuff to calm yourself and say, okay, now let me do what I'm supposed to do. Now the stuff in practice that we were running reps, now it comes into play. Yeah, but when we talk about a team also that has supposedly has all this surplus in talent across the board, something has to give. If they keep 9, 10 offensive linemen, they keep extra linebackers, an extra D lineman, something has to give for a team that likes to keep four running backs. If they want to stick to their game plan of keeping four running backs, I think Huntley would be that fourth back. But then what gives in another area? Well, I mean, what do they give? Oof. Yeah, and, and they're in a tough spot yes. with guys who need to play special teams. Linebackers, there's going to be a lot of Absolutely. linebackers, you know, other positions. Because Sean Bradley has to make this team. He's the best special teams player, you know, in terms yeah. of like linebacker depth. So it's a, that's a great question, Derek. Uh, it's not. This is going to be one of the hardest cut downs when they have to get it down to the roster, the last one, one of the hardest final cut downs they've had in a long time. And that's good. Mm-hmm. That means you have talent. I mean, for sure. Mark, let me ask you, what, what area concerns you? Uh Really, not really a concern as more of a question mark uh, is Jalen Hurts. And I believe he is ready. Uh, well, Jalen Hurts first. And second, uh, I believe he is ready. Uh, but we'll have to see is Marcus Epps as safety. Mm. Mm. I like been, Marcus Epps. I do too. But uh, I want to see him game time during the season. So we'll just have to wait and see. My biggest mm. thing is my biggest thing going to this season. Um, of course, you know Hertz is going to be the number one. Gann is going to be number two. But um, I want to see how the big fella in the middle, if he can play this one gap system, you know, saying as opposed to you know he's a reading react guy. He was taught to read and react at mm-hmm. Georgia. You know, he hit first, gets up the ball, hits, move the guy that's in front of him back, and then go make a play. Mm-hmm. In this system, when they run four down instead of the three three down system, he's gonna have to get up the field. Can he get up the field and you know saying create havoc that way? You know, jump the gap. That's what you know Fletcher Cox has done his entire career. Now they're asking him the two gaps. I mean, he's hit a guy, read and then react. Can the big fella do it? Can Davis go out there and do it? You know, mm-hmm. that'll be my biggest question. Can he get up the field, make a play, redirect? You know, all that stuff comes with being a one-gap type of player. You got to differentiate two, and can the big fella do it? 
Is it Barrett? Let me ask you just to follow up on to clarify. Do, are you worried about his conditioning or just the ability that to too. get off two blocks? Like, what, what is your too. biggest concern? I, I'd say the conditioning. Oh, okay. well, that'll probably be first and foremost because I, I you know, he kind of faded away as the game went on. You can't mm-hmm. afford to fade away, you got to keep going as the game goes on. You, you're supposed to get stronger because the guy was, you know, opposite of you, he's got to be getting tired. So, you got to have that frame of mind. But can he? go an entire game of right. playing every single snap. That's number one. But number two, it's a difference in philosophies. It's a difference in the way you think when you're out there on the field. You know, if, if, if it if it they call a defense and you're in charge of that one gap, that C gap, that's your gap, and you got to jump that gap, can you get up the field and make something happen from that gap? Or is he still going to go out there in two gap? That means grab a guy and has the he has the A, the B gap, and the C gap, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you just say, all right, I want you to get this gap, get up the field, create havoc. Can he do that? I'm, You know, that's going to be tough for me, and I, I, I can't wait to really look at that and see how he does with that. That's, 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 he is. that's, okay. a, good, that's a good point, man, because he uh, – we saw what his track record was at Georgia because, like, he he went at it, but when he, <clears> ran, <throat> when he ran out of gas, he was out of gas. And I and I've been noticing, not that it means anything, but most of the times when you see him at training camp, he got them sleeves on trying to, you know, it's hot as blazes. Yeah, he's he's it's hot as blazes out there. You got you got them sweat sleeves on, but you know what? When you as big as he is, he's been doing this his whole life. So this is not going to be anything different for him. Yes, he has to keep up pace. Yes, he has to get that game speed and I think is uh, I think he will, but that's what Jonathan Gannon gets paid to do. If he is a certain way, if he's running out of gas at a certain time, what are you as a, as his coach going to do to counteract that? There are some things you can do, your rotations, your all of that kind of stuff. So, it's the it's Gannon's job to get the most out of him. So I'll be interested to see how that rotation goes. I want to see him take on them two and three offensive linemen and, and, and get double teamed and stuff like that because that's going to open up Fletch and everybody else to do some things that they might not normally right. be able to do. I, I heard your interview with, with Big Hugh, and he, and he was the same, like trying to get him in position, and somebody was like, all right, I'm going to take care of uh, I think he said Trot was talking to him or something. Mm-hmm. And it was like, all right, I need you to do this. We're going to take <laughs> care of you, but you have to do this. Right, and right, right. <laughs> same situation. Like, listen, I need you to do this, big guy, and trust me, it'll work out. But he seems like, again, back to the personality thing, he seems like the guy that's very coachable. And he's not trying to outshine nobody. Mm-hmm. He knows where he is. He's humble. Uh, he knows his place on the totem pole. Um, and he looks like he's willing, uh, willing to do the work and maybe avoid some of the limelight to do the right thing that'll open up somebody else and that's the kind of stuff that i like to see you got somebody that's willing like yes coach i'll do it and then smash somebody and that's the kind of person you want on your squad mm. good stuff coach marcus we appreciate it again appreciate check you out, brother check Thank out the you, podcast man. pro fan talk where can people uh, uh see that uh, uh pro fan uh pro fan talk podcast every <laughs> thursday night so tonight at 7 p.m eastern okay. time okay uh tonight my guest will be um my boy Luther Broughton. Luther. Former Eagle. Former Eagle. Tight end. Tight end. Big, Luther, big Luther is coming on with me. And Bear, one 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 quick thing. Didn't you play with Tim Lester? Yes, I did. Okay. Yes, I did. Okay. Me and Tim, Tim went to, yeah. Me and Tim went to Eastern Kentucky together, man. Oh, get out. Okay. Yeah. Tim was my fullback. 
Tim, yeah. Tim was the guy. Well, my freshman year, there was another guy in there named Elroy Harris. He had broke all the records. Then Tim was the next guy in line. Yep. And then yep. Tim tore his knee. Mm-hmm. And then when I stepped on the field, I never stepped off. But when Tim got healthy, <laughs> he became a fullback. Wow. So, That's so crazy. Tim, worked out for yeah. everybody. There yeah, man. Tim was responsible for a lot of my success, man. But anyways, check me out tonight, uh, okay. 7 p.m. Pro Fan Talk. Luther Broughton will be on. We're going to be talking more Eagles and one step closer to this season, man. I'm ready to go. Marcus, we Tell appreciate a couple minutes to, today, man. Yeah. Thank you. You got good, it, bro. All right, take care. Yeah, that's that's uh, Marcus. You guys see him all the time in the uh, in the chat section as well, chiming in on things. Has a uh, real good insights on the Eagles and the NFL in general. All right, guys, we're going to come back. We'll look at some Eagles that could potentially be Pro Bowlers. We'll look at some guys who are who are you know going up. Barrett, I know you mentioned a couple of them in passing. Some guys who have really shined in camp a little bit. We'll dive into a bunch of stuff uh, and the guys who need to step up as well, who are veterans and established players. We'll continue with the Eagles talk a little later. We're going to do our three up, three down drill. That's teams that are headed up, teams that are headed down. We'll look at week nine of the NFL and which rookie from the first round will have the biggest impact this season. We'll do all of that when we get back. He's Barrett Brooks. He's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk a little Razor technology on this Thursday. We know data is everywhere in business today. But when it's locked away in silos, it can't be efficiently used. And businesses don't have time to wait for the insights that shape decision-making. Razor Technologies Data Management not only integrates data from wherever it's generated or collected, but provides a uniform... Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Structure for storing, interpreting, and distributing it to decision makers. Razor helps businesses transform and model their data, use it to populate real-time dashboards, and create shareable reports that highlight key areas of progress as well as warning signs in need of attention, smart data analytics and the tools to make data insights easily digestible help businesses of all sizes and types discover where they could be untapping significant savings. Razor technology can help you break down your silos and fully realize the value of your data to drive growth for your business. Learn more. Contact Razor Tech today at 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit us online at Razor-Tech.com. That's Razor-Tech.com. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy sh... Glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. What's up, everybody? Thanks for hanging with us. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Always recommend you go to jacobsports.com. Check out all of our content on there. There's some amazing Eagle stuff, man. John McMullen and the rest of our crew do an absolute awesome job. It's another way that you can link up to our show. It's a way you can check out some of our past interviews. We appreciate you, Philly Talk Podcast, with uh, all of your support as well. Uh, Barrett, Derek, and Rob. All right, let's continue with the Eagles talk, guys. I'll, I'll hit you with this one. Um, Eagles Pro Bowlers this year. Give me some names, Barrett. Let's let's start this off. Let's start off with um Hassan Reddick. Okay. I think Reddick is gonna turn the corner and uh he's gonna be a, a, a perennial Pro Bowler now because he had finally has a guy that's gonna listen to him and put him in the right predicament to be successful. Mm. Because Gannon understands his success comes from a guy that can go out there and generate pressure, you know, at all times. And I think Reddick is, you know, will be highlighted in the defense. So because of that, you're going to hear a lot of noise from it. So, I mean, instant popularity, he's going to become a pro bowler. Um, next, uh, I think Kazir White takes that next step uh, in becoming somebody, you know, be a household name. Because this defense should be pretty good. And if this if this team has some success, it's going to have to come from the defensive side of the ball also. Mm. What you have when you, you know, you have the perennial guys like, you know, the Darius Slay. I think uh, Bradbury becomes another pro bowler again. But, I mean, there could, you know, probably be about four guys make the pro bowl from just the defensive side of the ball this year. I, it's That's a lot, man. I mean, when was lot. the last time that happened? It, it's probably been a minute. Um, right, right. Yeah, I would say defensive side. I would say Hassan Reddick Slay. If Fletcher Cox really comes out motivated and other guys I would put on the fence, 
I think Bradbury, maybe. I think Kaiser White, maybe. I think Hargrave, maybe. I think any of those guys are possibilities. So Hargrave made it last year, right? Yeah. Well, and, and so did Sweat. An I mean, some of yeah. that, yeah, was an alternate. Right, right, exactly. So I would say any of those guys. Derek, how about you? Either defense or offense? Um, I would start with the offense to say Lane Johnson. When you look at the, what he went through last year, he missed X amount of games, and yet he was rated as not giving up one sack the entire 2021 season. Lane Johnson, um, he's told me time and time again he's committed to play his entire career in Philadelphia. He, he's, a, he's a workout fiend in his barn, uh, and he takes pride in the fact that each and every week he's going up against the best, some of the best edge rushers in the game. So I would say Lane Bron- Johnson will be a Pro Bowl status right tackle in 2022 on defense. I wanted to say Kazir White, but I think he can. He will continue, as well as he might play, he will continue to be overshadowed by other names. You know, he played at a Pro Bowl level when he was over in the AFC, but yet he was always getting overshadowed. And I think it just happens with some players. No matter what kind of numbers they put up, they're just always never mentioned for whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. But I think the obvious choice has to be Hassan Reddick. Fletcher Cox is a man on a mission because this could be his last year. He knows it. But because Fletcher doesn't put up the, the stats like an Aaron Donald, you know, uh, he's well-respected. But I don't know if he'll play get that Pro Bowl type nod in 2022. I would say this could be the year of James Bradbury because Bradbury's on a prove-it mission in terms of the Giants let him go. When he was in Carolina, he got that big contract and was rated as one of the top three or four corners in the game. And I think he wants to go out and prove that status again. And because of the way this team is orchestrated in terms of talent in the front seven, I think it would allow him to shine on the back end of that defense in terms of playing man-to-man and doing a lot of incredible things individually, keeping quarterbacks passer ratings down coming to his side, uh, possibly you know pass breakups he could lead be one of the league leaders in past breakups and things like that. So I'm going to look at after, – after Reddick, I'm going to say James Bradbury second. I like that. Off of the side of the ball, you know, Jordan Malata is going to be a, an instant pro bowl. He should. Um, You know, you just – he kind of bursted on the scene last year, especially after he got paid. Everybody took notice after he got paid. Yeah. We've always noticed, you know what I'm saying, you know, as he's going up through the rankings, you know, how big he is, how powerful he is. But I think mainstream is starting to see how good this guy is. And, and it helps him being on, the, you know, the, that that uh, singing movie uh, show and all that type of stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's he, exposure. No, for real, yeah. though, that's exposure. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, it, I think the world has taken notice that this Australian's over here balling out who's never played ball before. And now he's, you know, become a, a starter in the NFL with a 60 – over $60 million contract, he'll get that exposure. And it's not just because of that, but the kid can play. You know what I'm saying? He can, right. he can you know, play. So he's uh, – he'll be a pro bowler. Um, I, I think the lane will also be a pro bowler. We know, we know Kelsey will be a pro bowler. Man, that's three. That, that's a lot off your offense. Three on the O-line, yes. Three on the O-line. The receivers, I think A.J. Brown has a great opportunity to become a pro bowler. Mm-hmm. A great opportunity. We know Jalen Hurts was an alternate. Um, and with success, and they have some success, it's only going to point towards Jalen Hurts being, you know, another alternate or, you know, maybe winning his way into becoming a pro bowl. It really depends on how he plays or how he's going to be looked at. Um, you know, so there could potentially be four guys, four or five guys 
um, pro bowlers. On. I mean, we might send a lot of people this year. Look at Dallas Goddard. He might be a top three tight end this year. Mm-hmm. So you look at Dallas Goddard, Jordan Malata, Lane, Kelsey. Uh, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown. So that's five <coughs> potentials. Yeah. You know, Jalen Hurst with some success. You know, he's an outlier. He's right on the edge, right on the cusp of it. Then mm-hmm. on the defensive side, you've got um, Hassan Reddick. James Bradbury, Darius Slay, um, and maybe even Kazir White, you know, just depending on um, how good this defense is. Let me ask you, just staying on my lotta for a minute. If he, I mean, he's already, I think, become a premier left tackle, but let's say he turns into a pro bowler and everybody starts to recognize this. That's got to be the greatest draft pick that, that Howie's made, right? I mean. Uh, no question about oh that. Oh, my goodness, yes. Oh, he no never played football. Um, oh, my goodness. It might be the the draft pick, you know <laughs> the greatest he, draft pick. Yes, um, what uh, they had to teach him how to put pads on the, for the first day he was here. I mean, that's it's not even an exaggeration, bro. We had to tell him to put that damn ukulele down, man, to stop all that damn singing and go out there and ball start choking people. They literally took somebody and in five years taught him how to be one of the most dominant players in the league. Yeah, I played for 20 years the tackle position and I even got close to what this young man is about to accomplish man yeah it's amazing it really is I mean and the beauty is you still had Peters here you could slow play it you didn't have to throw him to the wolves right he learned right you got to sit there and watch somebody like Jason Peters like Lane whatever and have Stoutland there too learn from the best man yeah he was he was smart enough when he got here to not be afraid to ask questions. That was the big key. And I can't tell you how many times Lane and and Jason Peters would tell me that he was always asking them questions. You know, it's one thing to come in and feel out of place and be shy and, and just listen to instruction. But he took the initiative to ask questions about what do I need to do? How do I do this? How do you do this? What do you look for? What, what, how do I not give away certain tendencies when I step to the line of scrimmage? So, you know, being a student of the game is not just listening. It's it's also asking uh, as many questions as you can possibly. And you had a group of guys on that offensive line that went out of their way to help teach him. Mm. You know, they, he was not a threat to their jobs. So they went out of their way to help teach him how to become a better professional athlete. And, man, has it paid off. Amen. Amen. All right, Barrett, let me ask you. You, you mentioned a couple guys. And, and this could work either way. Surprise could be. Yeah, I'm a little surprised he's not playing better. Or wow, I'm blown away by this guy. What guys have 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 caught your eye here that maybe weren't on the radar for a lot of Eagles fans that you say, you know, watch out for this guy? Or simply put, he probably had no business making the team, but he's made it real tough for the Eagles. You know, well, to make it that decision. has to be uh, Tyron Jackson. Okay, he is turning eyes. Um, he is balling right now. You know, in that in that hybrid guy that you know Hassan Reddick type of player, mm. um, a guy that you know will jump on the scene. That he's been on the scene. He led the team in sacks last year, but he's going to be even more of a beast um, this year. Is Sweat? Josh Sweat is about to be a monster. Yeah, a monster. Is that just he's finally understanding the game and what, everything that goes into it, or he's he seems or? a lot healthier than he's been? You know, okay. he's had knee issues. It seems like he's found another gear in his takeoff off the ball. One asked, it got to the point like when, when we were out watching that, um, when we were watching the the um, 
the, the you know the, the scrimmage they had at yeah. the, at stadium that the fans could look at. They had to take him out. That's how good it was. They had to take him out so the offense could run plays. That's how good he looked. Wow. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. had to slow him down, take him out. Ooh. He was balling like that. So yes, um, he he's gonna be a he's gonna be a problem this year. So mark my words, somebody you guys need to start taking notice of, and you're gonna see the little, which is one of the best one of the best sack dances. I mean, the best sack <laughs> I've seen is. That's I mean that's you're gonna see that a lot this year. Trust. Any anybody disappoint you? Anybody you, you thought would give you a little bit more that hasn't? Uh... Derek Barnett, man. Okay. It's so underwhelming at this point. Um, I you know I don't even want to talk about, it, but also Sewell Petta. I thought Sewell would be better than you know what what he's been. Like in camp, he looks like he's a monster. Then I was just so underwhelmed in his performance when he got in the game on on um, on Friday. I mean, he did absolutely nothing. You know the reason why you know Hurts uh, had to run out of the pocket because he was getting his ass kicked. Hmm. Like, come on, man! Mm-hmm. You're big, strong, powerful. They love him. Experience too. It, yeah, he started, and yeah. he just was so underwhelming, man. I'm like, you know, what is this? <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? He, I mean, he was just so underwhelming. Um, a guy that's also been underwhelming is, is Anthony Harris. Yeah, um, that that's really worrisome, man. I mean, what do you do? You know, he's going to have to be a box safety. You know, we're not going to ask him to go sideline to sideline, play deep. That's going to be Marcus Epps. That's what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. But will he be able to go up and mix it up inside that box? You know, can he go up there and 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 make the tackle? You know, you know, inside the inside the line of scrimmage. You know what I'm saying? Those impact type of plays. You got to have a safety that's willing to go up there and stick his nose in there. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, we'll see. I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying I haven't seen it. So we'll see. Yeah. No. Listen. That's that's fair. And and the good thing is, you know, a lot of the, the a lot of the guys you're talking about. Certainly, Harris has potential to be a starter. Don't get me wrong. But some of the other guys, at least, are are backups. Like where they're not depending on Derek Barnett like they were, right? Right. 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 When they first drafted him. That's the beauty of this team. Now they have depth. You know, you're you're not kind of just going and crossing your fingers at a lot of positions and hoping. Howie's done a nice job of fortifying this thing and. You know, we're starting to see the fruits of good drafts, right? I mean, for years it was, ooh, better make a trade or better sign a free agent. Now it's it's a mix. I grant it. You, you still have AJ Browns mixed in and that kind of thing, but they have a lot more depth than they've had in years past, and that's due to, you know, doing a nice job here the last few years, getting this thing right when it comes to drafting. Well, it's how, how you build them. Mm-hmm. It's how he told us. It, it's due to him listening more instead of being the smartest guy in the room. If you're the smartest guy of the room in anything you do, you're in the wrong room, you know. And, right. And, and how and how he, and how he had how he had to figure out he was in the wrong room, you know. And you know he had to eat a little humble pie, and he admitted it. You know, uh, he had to li- listen to a lot of outside you know, information in terms of train changing his ideology in terms of how to orchestrate a team. And you just look at the last two drafts. You know, I th- I'll never forget that line he told us back in May when he said, even my grandfather in, in, is asking me, uh, why aren't you drafting more guys from that SEC conference? <laughs> well, look at what he finally did the last two years. That's a huge difference. Basically, that's a pro football factory down there. Mm-hmm. And everybody else is gobbling up these guys. But you, you're getting players from Baylor and Oregon and all this, you know, and the premier football conference is sitting right there. And you letting these players just go to other teams? No, you got to stop that mess. And, now you look at what he's done with Devontae Smith and Jordan Davis 
and, and you know, uh, Nicobe Dean, he's finally got the picture and he's going to reap the, Bruce, uh, reap the fruits of his labor because of it. You know, yeah. we may not see the full fruition of, of, of the draft this year, but we're going to see some positives. We've already seen it and we hopefully see even more so. And hopefully this is just a good sign of things to come in terms of what Howie and his organization now will do in terms of putting a roster together. You want to be one of the best? Go get the best. Mm -hmm. And it's quite obvious to anybody, even a novice football fan, what the best conference is in football. And we talk about Alabama all the time in Georgia, but there are other teams in that conference. They got great ball players also. Oh, yeah. You know, they don't get a lot of the notoriety. Yeah. The Alabama and Georgia and Flo- even Florida do, you know. Sure. Look, look for years how many f- players Florida turns out. You mm-hmm. know, we forget about Florida, you know. And, and so, you know, now how he's got it, you know, hopefully he sticks to his guns in terms of what you're going to do for moving forward. Yeah. No, like, I think you make a great point. And it's, it's, it's showing here. And the other thing is they've done a nice job sort of restocking the cabinet here. Yeah, yeah. You know, yep. Right? I mean, you think about some of the older players who may be moving on, Fletcher, Hargrave, at some point, Kelsey and – lane etc but you feel like okay got some pretty good guys that are ready to step in there and the beauty is they can learn under those guys right now they can be rotational guys right now but you know they're gonna get their shot soon and the time's coming i mean look is is what you saw from jurgens has to encourage you it looks like they at least yeah. understand yeah. that position you know uh, what milton I, williams right who we don't even talk about yep who was good last year milton williams tyron jackson one of those Barry, guys. do you from a player perspective like I know it's kind of unique what Kelsey did because most players are like, dude, I'm not telling you who should replace me. I, I don't want to be replaced. But do you think they'll tap into guys a little bit more who who are kind of okay that they're at the end of their career? Or no. is that very unique, the Kelsey thing? Very, very unique. Yeah. It's, it's very unique that he was able to go out and, and, and pick his heir apparent. You know, to pick his heir, you know, to, to, to the throne that he's had for over 11 years. Right. And he's still playing. That's kind of crazy, man. Once you think about it, I mean, really sit back and think about it and evaluate it. Damn, I'm gonna pick the guy to succeed. That usually doesn't happen, not in the football realm. I mean, you really got to be comfortable in your own right. You you (laughs) haven't really groomed somebody to to come take your play. But what if Kelsey decides, all right, well, I want to play another three years, right? He won't be able to play it here because I'm telling you, Cam Jurgens, he's ready, yeah. He's ready now, but they're gonna let they're gonna let Kelsey play. Yep. But Jurgens is ready now to play. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, going back to uh, the uh, Deshaun Watson thing for just a moment. Uh, just yeah. came down like from Pro Football Talk. Uh-huh. Uh, Kevin Stefanski uh, said today when he spoke to the media that Jacoby Brissett will start Sunday against the Eagles and that Deshaun will not play in another preseason game. Oh wow! Wow. Okay. So. So that tells you what you need to know about now. As we talked about, you have to get Jacoby up to speed. You know, yep. he's a, he's a man now. Amen. You know, you got a two hundred thirty million dollar quarterback who's on the, in a Bermuda Triangle until late November now, and so you got to get your team ready to rally around this guy over here, right? So the fact that so, but even for the second and third string quarterbacks, playing Deshaun is taking a valuable reps from all these guys. Mm-hmm. Yep. So why have him play at all if he's not yep. going to be there? I'm with so, you. Like, smart. yeah. Here's the bottom line. You know what you owe it to? You owe it to your team that's going to be on the field to do the Absolutely. everything you can to have, help them succeed da-da. right now. Absolutely. That's why you got to get Brissett ready, man. You got to give him as many touches as you can possibly give him going forward. And 
look, the Deshaun thing, you know there's going to be serious rust there. But, oh, well, you, you got to deal with that when you deal with it. But that's not for, for – in NFL terms, man, 11 games from now is an eternity. You got to worry about the here and now and get this yeah, guy man. ready. Yeah, you got you got a you got a roster full of guys who are hungry and want, they don't want to go out there and be embarrassed. No, <laughs> right, does. right. And, and when they sit in that locker room and they look around at the talent and also, as, as you guys just heard me mention, you know, on the back end of their defense, they have four of the top forty six players that came out of their drafts. Two of them were first round picks. You have two pretty good edge rushers, and I understate when I say pretty good edge rushers. On that offensive side, you have an offensive line that was mauling people. And you have two, one of the best, arguably the best one-two running punch in all pro football. These guys don't want to go out there and get punked, mm-hmm. you know, especially in division games. That's the yeah. last thing they want to do. They don't want to be referred to as the old Cleveland Browns anymore, the team that was basically the punching bag for everybody else in the league. So you, there's a lot of pride involved here. So your coach did the right thing when he said, you know what? I can't play Deshaun now. You know, he's ni- it's nice. it's a nice conversation, but – my number one quarterback is this guy, and I've got to find out who my number two and number three quarterbacks are. Yeah, and, Does and that I, take away from Jimmy G and um, going there? He might come back. Mm-hmm. We'll I, come I, the only reason I always doubt at that, Barrett, is, man, you're, you're already paying Baker Mayfield, some of Mayfield. You're Absolutely. already, you know, Deshaun, whatever. I know it's not a lot this year, but you're whatever. You gave you him a lot of money. You can't bring Jimmy G in there. I don't know how you'd afford him. You can't. Yeah, yeah. You can't. It, it's, because it's, you, you – you're going to turn the reins back over to Deshaun eventually. Yeah. You, Jimmy doesn't come at a cheap price. Right. So you're going to have technically three different quarterbacks tying up a good portion of your salary cap? Yeah. You no, you can't do that. You can't. It, it seems like they're going to just eventually realize we got to bite the bullet and cut them, right? And then yeah. And then I guess Seattle grabs them or the Giants, maybe? Yeah, oh Possibly man. the Giants? I hope he doesn't go to the Giants. You don't want to see him in the Giants. I, and I don't know where the Giants are cap wise. I'm just I'm just speculating yeah. the who's left that needs a quarterback at this point. Seattle, Houston, Houston, Seattle. Uh, I'm still thinking Miami. Um, I think they're riding riding to a. Yeah, they're gonna run I me. Mean, that doesn't mean it's good though. So I know. I, know. <laughs> I, I, I think it's I think it's New York or Seattle. Yeah, New York or Seattle. Yeah, you're absolutely right. New York, yeah, just, Seattle. Um, there's nobody versus now that you know that aren't going to battle with the guy that they have. I mean, like or- if, if you're a team, Barrett, why are you giving anything up for him? Because you know that San Fran is very likely to just within probably the next week or so cut him. You yeah. very find you 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 very it's few and far between did you find a dope like Indianapolis to take a quarterback off your hands like that. See, now you were talking about the Browns. Right now, I'm looking at over the cap. Right now, the Browns are at the top of the cap list in terms of cap space with $49,206,125. I don't know how. But when you look at all the talent, this is how how you know how. Because they only have $1 million this year allocated towards the cap. Okay. Okay. That's why. Now, if they wanted to bring a Jimmy G in, they could. But they could, yes. So they're going to go way up next year. They're going to go way up. Oh, they won't be able to sign another. They won't be able to sign a soul next year. Yeah. If you bring a Jimmy G into Cleveland right now, that's another distraction this team doesn't need. You've already gone through this distraction with Deshaun Watson. Every player has been asked about it, and Mm -hmm. most players, if they're smart, you know what? I'm not answering that question. They move on. But some of the younger players have even been asked about it because you know in the media we just want to get a quote from anybody. 
who can give us something to hold on to for that day. What, what's going to happen if you bring Jimmy G in? And what are you going to do with him when Deshaun's eligible to play? Yeah, You're going to keep him on the roster? No. I don't see it. I don't see it. I think it's Seattle. I think it's Seattle. Don't discount the Giants. I think I the Giants may, may be in there. I think sense. they're gonna. I think I think Dayball is gonna have a short hook with uh, Daniel Jones, and who knows? They may be plotting behind closed doors already. Look, man, he he can only do certain facets of our offense. If we're gonna be effective, we need somebody that can run the full gamut. Yeah. Where's Jimmy? Where's Jimmy? Jimmy G in his rehab now? Is he throwing yet? You know, is he lifting weights yet? Where is he in his rehab right now? How soon can right. we get him back to football shape? You gotta yeah. be. Yeah, Jimmy G's got to go somewhere where they want a where he can be a starter in order to bring him mm-hmm. in right now. Mm-hmm. He's still hurt. They yeah. want him to be a starter, not just a starter for this year, but a future starter for the team. Yeah. I, I don't know if there's a great fit for him, honestly. And, it, and the, the injury thing, I know he's back doing some stuff, complicates all of it. You know, yep. this is not a, it's not an easy situation by any stretch. All right, when right. we come back, uh, we're going to dive into the, the biggest rookie impact out of the first round. Uh, we're going to do three up, three down uh, in the NFL, teams that we think are either going to – go up or go that way uh, of note teams of note uh, that will surprise us. And then we'll get into week nine of the NFL schedule. We're giving you uh, every single week leading up to uh, leading up to the season. And we're, we're up to week nine already. So we'll do all that when we get back a little later, we'll mention some of the Sixers uh, schedule highlights that is out that came out that dropped yesterday and the Phillies back at it tomorrow, a huge weekend series against the Mets. So we'll do all of that. When we get back, don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, we are Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk a little Flynn Tree Services. Yes, Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree service company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees on your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you face. You got that tree, you look outside, you're like, man, that thing is dead right now. There's a lot of branches hanging off. If we get any kind of wind, it could be a problem for the house, could be a problem for the kids out in the yard, the neighbors, et cetera. You want to get that taken care of. They will take care of anything in your yard or on your property. Uh, They're a quick phone call away to to be able to do it. They are experts at trimming all types of trees and serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as stump pruning. Keep in mind, storm and hurricane season is coming up. And that relates to what I was just talking about. There, This is a great time right now just to have your trees evaluated, just to make sure they're okay. Go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Fling Tree Services a call, 610-850-2848. That's 610-850-2848 or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV. Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Yo, okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. What's up, everybody? What's up? We are back. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Derek Barrett, Rob. We do it each and every day, 12p to 3p Eastern, three hours of power. And uh, you can check out all of our uh, all of our interviews at Jacob Sports uh, Network, of course, uh, jacobsports.com as well. All right. So the, I, this is very nice. And I've seen some people pointing out in the uh, in the chat as well. Uh, Zach Ertz and Julie Ertz had a little boy. Uh, the other day, and they named him Mad Madden, as in John Madden, M A D D E N Madden. Wow, man! Congrats, Madden congrats. yeah, big big congrats to yeah. a great couple, Madden Ertz. That's, that's, that's a baller right there. Yeah. That's a baller. If you're going Madden on him, man, you better be. Bro, able, that kid better be able to play. Imagine the genes that kid has. <laughs> I mean, Ju- Julie's a badass, man. Right, right. I'm not even talking yeah, about Ertz. Yeah. She's a better athlete than he is. I'm telling you, man. And she takes no, you know what? Exactly. If you watch her play, whoosh, bro, man, that, that, kid, that kid is going to be genetically sound at everything. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> everything. Yes. yes. Agreed. You are correct, <clears throat> sir. But that's cool. Good for that, man. And, and uh, good people. You're right. But it's a shame. Like, he clearly was time for all both parties to move on. And it, it got a little dicey at times here at the end for him. But a real good dude, a real solid stand-up yeah. type dude, yeah. uh, Zach Ertz. Um, all right, so a little NFL discussion here, guys. I want to start with that. Let's do the three up, three down first. Then we'll dive into the to the rookies uh, making an impact. All right, Derek, you. Uh, I love this concept. You talked. We we talked about it this morning. Um, yeah. So why don't you start, man? You you can either go up, down, whichever direction you want to go. It's three teams headed that way. Three teams possibly headed this way this season. Go ahead, Derek. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start down. I'm gonna start with three teams that I can see going down. Number one okay. will be Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has issues at quarterback. Uh, that's the big question mark for that team. Their defense, they got they, from what I've heard, they got some issues at linebacker. You know, 
usually the Steelers are linebacker. You know, understanding they're now getting the linebacking play that they want. Mike Tomlin, 15 seasons, has never had a losing campaign. I think he's going to struggle to stay above water this year. I think this could be the first year that Tomlin uh, has a losing season in Pittsburgh. Arizona. Arizona started out 10-2 and two last year, finished the season at 1-4. and four. Defenses, as I said earlier in this show, have figured out a way to defend against Kyler Murray now, and some of his deficiencies are getting exposed. Now let's see how he comes out of the gate after this hefty contract now and no DeAndre Hopkins to start this season. Um, in my third team, believe it or not, um, I'm going to say Green Bay. You know, Green Bay has Whoa. won 13 13- – 13 games in a row for three consecutive years. I do believe Green Bay will still win double-digit wins, whether that's 10 or 11. I still think they're going to have double. I don't see them winning 13 games with the schedule they have this year. The uncertainty of who's going to emerge is that number one pass catcher. Aaron Rodgers likes to motivate his wide receivers, and he sent out a blast yesterday about kids dropping the passes. And, you, you know, you're not going to get on the field if you don't play. Plus, the number one supposed target, Christian Watson, is still not even up to speed yet. Right. So he may not even develop until a month into the season. So I think Green Bay is going to struggle. Their defense, from what I heard, is legit with the additions they've made on defense. So I think those three teams. Now, my number four on the outside looking in, I'll tell you who it is after you guys give me your list of those you think may fall. Okay. Barrett, you want or I'll jump in? You can go ahead. All right. Here's my my team's headed down, had it the wrong way uh, this season. I'm going to start with the GOAT and his team. I think Tampa's headed the wrong way this year. Okay. Whoa! Yes, okay. I do. I do. They're one of I, mine. They're one of I, mine. I, yeah, I think that offensive line, and I know how quickly Brady gets rid of the ball. I understand that, but I think that offensive line is going to be a problem, particularly up the middle for Tom. Uh, he's he is only human, and we will see him look somewhat human. I'm not telling you he falls off the off the map, but I think generally that team will have some struggles this year. It just feels like it to me. I, I, I It's more of a vibe than anything else, but I don't like the offensive line. So, that's, so I'm going to go Tampa. That's, yeah. my, that's my main one right there. Okay. In the middle with uh, my boy Ryan Jensen not being there. Yeah, it's a big loss. Um, I'm going to go with the Titans. I think the Titans take a little step back this year. Uh, I don't like the quarterback setup. I'm not, a, I'm not in love with Tannehill. I never have been. Uh, I wonder if we don't start to see some tread on the tire with Derrick Henry for as much as they've utilized him. Um, and I, I, they let AJ Brown walk and I don't know that if they did enough to replace that kind of playmaking ability. Mm. So I think that hurts them. I think they're going to be a team that struggles to, to score the, the football. Uh, and I'll go Cardinals. You, you mentioned it, Derek. I, I think that this team without the Andre Hopkins for six games, I don't love Kyler Murray. I don't love the other receivers that they have out there. I don't buy quick Cliff Kingsbury in a big spot at the end of the year. If this team needs to get to the postseason and make a push, uh, I just don't I don't feel it with him. And I know they locked him and Murray up. I get it. But they're my three teams. The Bucks, the Titans, and the Cards all were, you know, pretty good teams last year, but I think they yeah. all take a step backwards. All right, Mr. Uh, Brooks. My teams that are going down. First, you 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 hit it on the head when you talk about Tampa Bay. I think they're on their way down. Um, even with, you know, uh them being able to go out and replace Indomitian Sue with a really, really good player and mm-hmm. Akeem Hicks. I still think that defense isn't going to be as strong because they lost some people in the secondary. Um, they already had a small, a, a short list of guys that played well in the secondary anyways, but they even got even smaller. And then offensively, you know, the middle of that offensive line, you know, Tom just can't get out of everything. Yes, he throws the ball fast, but when you got somebody in your face right there really fast, it really puts a damper on it. And you know how much he relied on Ryan Jensen. Um, 
My second team is Arizona. Arizona's going to suck this year. And they usually start out fast, and they're not going to start out fast. This year they're going to start out slow, so that means they're going to end up even slower. I don't like what they have on offense. Um, Kyler Murray is just a selfish dude, man. And once I saw how selfish he was, you can't be a quarterback and be selfish like that. Then you can lead a team, especially with a, a um, head coach like Cliff Kingsbury, mm-hmm. who's, you know, he's just about as selfish as he is as far as, you know, how they look at things. So I, I think that um, they're going to go down, you know. I mean, defensively, you know, they got J.J. Watt back. But everything else, you know, is kind of – pedestrian you know Isaiah Simmons hasn't lived up to expectation at the linebacker position you know um can Watt stay on the field too uh with all the back issues yeah and how long and I I, look you love the guy but he can't stay healthy so you know I mean yes he's he's he came back last year and 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 and, you know towards the end and gave him a little something but I don't think he'll have it he'll be hurt a lot this year Mm -hmm. and uh my third team and I know you guys look at me crazy, but it's going to be the Chiefs. Oh, I mean, the Chiefs right now, they, they lost. They okay. lost Nikita. Then they lost Nicole Hardman, you know, their speedster. You know, I don't know if uh, uh, Val there, Scatlin, can do the job. You know, him and, um, you know. Schuster. Him and Juju Smith-Schuster. Can they both do it? Can they Can they make the have Josh Gordon is still there. I don't know if they have enough, man, to really work, work that offense. Kelsey is still going to be their mainstay. You double up on Kelsey, can the other guys take the, the blood yeah. of um, the passing? Good point, Barry. Like, I feel like the other guys are solid, but they're not game breakers. Right. You know, like like they had with with uh with the cheetah. So I I yeah, I, I that's that's interesting. I just I, I really hate discounting Mahomes, but I, I hear where you're going with that. And I don't yeah. love their defense. I don't well, love their defense, defense sucks in all actuality. Yeah. I mean they got Carlos Dansby rushing the passer now. Yeah. They just ran yeah. him out of Seattle. You know what I'm saying? Right. Come on, man. Yeah, you know they lost. Um, they lost uh, the honey badger back there. They went and got you know little you know pterodactyl arms and Trent McDuffie from Washington. You know that's their you know their starting former uh, starting um, cornerback. I just don't see enough on the defensive side of the ball. Chris Jones is still a good player. Yeah, Frank Clark, so. I guess he can rush the passer still. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I don't see anything from it, man. I, I can't see him. That's uh, uh, I didn't think you throw Kansas City in there, man. That's yeah, an interesting man. list. Yeah. Okay. All right, Derek. How about you're you're going the right way? I got climbing the ladder. First of all, before we move on, I'm surprised none of us picked Dallas because uh, you I know think what? Dallas is going down. I, I I felt like I would almost come off too homerish if I did. I, I that's yeah. exactly I, why I yeah. didn't. Yeah, I'd yeah. be lying yeah. if it didn't. Yeah. I didn't. As a matter of fact, I'll show you. You guys can see this. Yeah, yeah. You see the crossed off one? Oh, yeah. That was the, yeah. That's the Cowboys. Honest to God. Dallas was my number four. Uh, but I was just I was just waiting to see if either one of you would pick Dallas, which I thought was an obvious one. But yeah. um, I just like the other teams, uh, Arizona, Green Bay, Pittsburgh, more until, instead uh, in terms of teams that will take a slide the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I would put – I'd actually put Green Bay on my list of the team that's going to really stay the same. Um, uh, I don't know. Ooh. Defensively, they're going to be better than they were last year, bro. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. That Green so, Bay's man, defense is nasty. That's why I said they're going to stay pretty label because their defense is going to be really good. That's all we hear. That's all I hear coming out of Packers camp about how this defense is wearing people out. So they said the Saints' offense couldn't do anything against Green Bay's def- first team defense. 
And that tells me these boys are flying around. You got Kenny Clark in the middle. You know, you got arguably one of the best umbrella secondaries. You got three first-round draft picks in the back end of your secondary to go along with Adrian Amos they got from Chicago a couple of years ago. Right. I mean, they got right. everything they need, you know. Um, they've got great, good linebackers now. Uh, so it's it's going to be interesting, but I couldn't pick them because I have major concerns about the offensive production. I like the running backs, offensive line, quarterbacks, a Hall of Famer. Who's catching the ball for them? That's a big mm-hmm. question, you know. Yeah. But but going the other way, um, I start with Carolina, and I put a big if what? in front of Carolina. Carolina, if Mayfield turns out to be what I think he is, if, and I, again, I predicate everything I say about Carolina with an if, if they keep Christian McCaffrey on the field, Carolina's going to win more games than they did a year ago. Now, I'm not saying they make it the playoffs. I'm seeing the, 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 the exercise was which team is moving in an upward trend. Right, and I think right, Carolina's right. in a position to move in an upward trend. Hmm. Mayfield, Christian McCaffrey, they got decent defensive players. They got decent weapons. I think if they keep those two players going in the right direction, Carolina's going to win seven, seven, eight games this year. Uh, my number two team will be Minnesota. That team scares me, hmm. especially with their linebacking core, those two receivers, good running game, physical on defense up front. Um, I'm a little suspect about their overall secondary, but Minnesota won eight games last year. I can see Minnesota winning 10, 10, 11 games if the cards fall right for them. And then my third team, I hate to say this because of a certain guy who's on this show. I'm going to say the Raiders. The Raiders made the playoffs. I think if this Raiders team stays healthy, this team could be there at the AFC Championship game. They could be. They've got an incredible – they got a lot of landmines in the AFC to sidetrack. But the Raiders have all the tools they need to get to that big game in the AFC conference. But I've never been a big Derek Carr fan, even though now he has Devontae Adams to go with Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller. I love Jonathan uh, Joseph on the back end of their defense. You know, Chandler Jones rushing uh, with Max Crosby up front. Love everything about this Raiders team. But it all depends on Derek Carr. Okay. Um, I got to tell you, Derek, we are very much in line here. Okay. Oh. And Barrett's react. I just approved. I'm not lying. Uh, here are my teams going up Vikings. Yep. yep. Lions. Oh. Panthers. Oh. <laughs> I believe I'll start with the Panthers. If Mayfield plays decent, I like their defense. The whole season is predicated on McCaffrey because they actually do have pretty good wideouts. DJ Moore yeah. is the most underrated receiver maybe in the I, game. I agree. Yeah, he is. Uh, Robbie, Robbie Anderson can, can, can kill you with, with home runs. He, he's not going to give you a volume. He's not going to be a volume guy, but he nope. can open it up. Uh, if Mayfield's decent and McCaffrey stays on the field, this will be a team that's nine-ish in the wins. And I, th- I still believe Matt Rule's a good coach. I know it hasn't gone well there. So I like Carolina. I like Detroit, man, and I, I don't love yeah. Jared Goff, but I like a yeah. lot of other stuff. I love St. Brown, a guy who is everybody's going to know who he is by the end of this year. Yep. An absolute monster. Uh, they have a good running attack. DeAndre Swift is a, is a stud. He's got to stay on the field, but he's a stud. They have a pretty good offensive line to go with that, and they got some players on defense, and nobody's talking about that side of the ball. And I think Campbell, for all his you know, kind of hokey crap that he does – I sort of think these guys are buying into it. And I think they believe, like the Eagles believe in Sirianni. So I think they play hard for the dude. 
And then lastly, the Vikings are a talented team. I think they just needed to change the scenery from Zimmer, quite frankly. Yeah. And they brought yeah. in an offensive mind who's from the McVay tree. And these dudes from the McVay tree have done pretty decently. You know, look at um, LaFleur in Green Bay has done really well. Zach Taylor in Cincinnati has done really well. Here's another one. So watch out for those three teams. They're the yep. teams I'm going to yeah. go with on good the other. Good choices. <laughs> I, I, of course, you know what I'm saying, I love the fact you guys are going with the Raiders, so I don't even know to go with the rest. That's one of my teams. I didn't want to do that because his ego's big enough as it is. So <laughs> you know, you know that I pick the Raiders. Yeah, right. So I'm not even going to go into my dissertation about about, <laughs> about the Raiders. I'm not doing that. So, but I guess I'll go with the Lions, just like you said. I like what the Lions are doing. I like the physicality in which they're they're approaching this game. You know, Dan Campbell's my dude. You know, I love Dan Campbell, so I'm gonna go with uh, the Lions. You know, simply because. You know, they were in a lot of close games last year. The ball just didn't, drop, you know, fall their way. But they were in. I'm telling you, they, they probably lost by three or seven points, probably like 10 games or something, you know. Mm. So it's crazy. They always got beat in the fourth quarter. So I think they make that transition, and now they start beating teams. My third team is going to be Jacksonville. I think Doug goes in, and um, they spent some money on Doug. They went out and got some weapons for – for, um, for Trevor Lawrence, Doug, you know, first of all, he went the first guy, one of the first guys he went out there and got was Brandon Sheriff, you know, really good guard from, yeah. from, from Washington. Um, they went out and drafted uh, a third rounder at center, you know, so they're going to be pretty good on the offensive line. I like what they did in free agents. They went out and got Zay Jones from the Raiders. Uh, they already had Leviticus Chanel, really good um, mm-hmm. gadget guy, possession receiver. Uh, Laquan Treadwell, he's there. He, yep. You know, I, I liked him when he first came out. Mm-hmm. But then they went out and got Christian Kirk. You know, they paid him a lot of money, so I want to see what he can do with him. But, you know, they have it. And, you know, and, and look at their running game. They went out and got um, – what's his name? Travis Etienne comes back. He's back, yeah. He missed last year, yep. Yeah, he missed uh, last year. Um, so, defensively, they've always got a pretty good defense. But they went out and got – uh, the second best linebacker. Well, the first, actually, <coughs> number one linebacker in the draft, I thought, and that's Devin Lloyd. Mm, they picked Utah. him up in the first round. Yep, Utah. Yeah. And their first pick was uh, Trayvon Walker. You know, he was my number one defensive. He had a good game, and um, for what it's worth, I mean, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So that's my, that's my, um, that's my, you know, my probably my number one th- team. They're going to win about seven games this year. Okay. They're gonna sneak up on a lot of play. I just hope they don't do it against the Eagles. I hope no, I'm the, with you. The Lions don't do it against the Eagles. You know, I, I just hope they don't. But yep. you know, they're gonna be a sneaky good team. Sneaky, yeah, sneaky good yeah. Team. And two of those teams I I mentioned the Eagles play uh, this year: Lions early and Vikings yep. early. Actually, one exactly. two out of the, out of the shoot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, a couple of notes from the joint practice, which is just underway. Uh, no Miles Sanders with the hamstring. Just something to keep your eye on. Still no Grant Calcaterra. Uh, this is feeling like a pup thing to me. This guy's That's been exactly out a long, long, long time. I don't know how he possibly comes back and makes the team. He comes he's... off on a pup and then goes straight to the practice squad. Yep, yep, feeling like that. So that's uh, they 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 are, are underway as we speak. I'll update you if there's anything of interest, any uh, you know anybody standing out, any fights or you know any of that. I'll do the best I can to keep my eye uh, on that. All right, so let's look at the first rounders making an impact this year, guys, and. You know, there there were some surprises. I think Trayvon Walker maybe a little bit. A lot of people had Hutchinson maybe going first. I think Stingley going to the Texans as high as he went. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, beyond that, you can make a couple arguments. Maybe Drake London was was overdrafted a little bit um, down in Atlanta. But anyway, he's been balling though. He has. You're right, Barrett. He he has. He's had a good camp so far. He's had a really good camp for them. And there's a lot of opportunity there for him, especially with yep. uh, with Ridley out for the year. He can step yep. up in a big way. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau is going to be right in the Eagles' backyard with the Giants. Uh, a couple offensive linemen, which I thought were really smart picks. Carolina and and the Giants took a couple offensive linemen in in Equanu mm-hmm. and Neal. Sauce Gardner yep. goes to the Jets. Um, so give me – you guys want to jump in. Give me the guy that you think – Right away, impact. Barrett, I, uh, Derek, right, Derek, Derek, I, Derek, you go first. I'll go, I'll go first. All right. Uh, definite impact right off the gate. Um, is it, going to be Aiden Hutchinson. I, I think he has real good game rushing the passer. I think he comes out the gate, but a guy that I think that you're going to hear his name a lot is going to be Sauce Gardner. Mm-hmm. They're going to try to pick on him at first, but he's he. I think he's complete corner he's gonna play man-to-man well he can play zone well so i think he'll be he'd probably he'd probably be up for defensive player i mean um defensive rookie of the year oh wow sauce gardner i think he's might be you know defensive player of the year okay all right and an unbelievable size for a corner yeah six three yes. you know rangy long arms the whole night confident uh, yeah you see the sauce necklace i'd say he's pretty confident right yeah. he rolls up with his his sauce bling Gunner, you got to get one of those. A gunner, yeah, just just big, you know, right? Diamond Had a finger like this. No, D gun. Actually, it's got to be D gun. It can't be. Gunner. Oh, D gun. Okay. Yeah, D gun would wear D gun. Yeah, D gun would, would wear it too. Yeah, I, I, I would wear it. I know it costs a pretty penny, which means I'll never get it. But I would Maybe wear one it. of our our sponsors. We'll, we'll we'll pick up that that foot that bill. Yeah, I'm uh, sure they will. Um, all right, so give me yours, Derek. Um, I think uh, first and foremost, Kayvon Thibodeau. When you look at who the defensive coordinator is right now, Kayvon was the best pure pass rusher coming out of the draft this year. Um, And you look at who his defensive coordinator is, Wink Martindale. In Wink's first three years in Baltimore, Baltimore led the league three consecutive years in blitzes. And that's all I've heard out of New York is to go into blitz. You know, we had had Matt uh, Matt on last week um, who who covers the Giants. Oh, Jordan and Renan. Jordan Renan, and we also have uh, what's his name on, uh, as well, who covers the Giants, covers the NFL, but he also covers the Giants. Used to be in this market as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. You're talking, about, you're talking about um, you're talking about um, what's his name? Um, can't think of his name. Lombard, Lambo, Lambo. Yeah, oh, yeah. Matt Lombard. Matt, yeah, Lambo. Uh, we yeah. Have, they're gonna they're gonna blitz and blitz some more. They're gonna move Kayvon Thibodeau around. They're gonna find the best position for him. Uh, he could have double double digit sacks as a rookie. Now, he's not going to do it all by himself. There are going to be a lot of players deployed rushing, rushing the quarterback on that team. But because of all the pro scouting on him and what he is, the Giants didn't take him just to be a defensive lineman. They picked him to be possibly the next coming of Lawrence Taylor. That's saying a lot. You know? Right, but right. This kid, this, this kid has all the attributes to be a manster in his rookie campaign. So that was my pick among the rookies. Manster, I like that. I like manster. You like that? Yeah. yeah. Man. I haven't heard that. That's uh, that's not bad. All right, I'm going to give you a little bit of a dark horse here. Uh, he went 16th overall, but every report out of Washington is he's tearing it up. And that's Jahad Dotson. Mm. Jahad Dotson yeah. is a guy who has a remarkable ability to track a deep ball. I still think Wentz can throw a deep ball, um, and I think you're going to see him do a lot of damage down there in D.C. They already have a pretty good connection, those two do. Uh, so I, I think he's one to keep your eye on. The other one, and I'll piggyback off of what Barrett said, 
I think Hutchinson's going to be really good in Detroit mm-hmm. right away because he can play yep. the run and the pass. And I, I watched him in their game against Atlanta, and he played, I don't know, around a quarter, something like that. I forget how long it was yeah. exactly. But he was he was in the backfield a lot. He wasn't always making the play, but he was disrupting things, whether it was a pass or the run. And I just think he's built for this, man. I, I think yeah. he is going to step right in and be really, really good. So yeah. He's right. He's right there, man. But he just had to learn to finish it. You could, yeah. Tell he's he like mumbling everybody right yes. now. <laughs> he's just close enough. So he's right know. there, like, all right, make the running back turn and go the other way. He yeah. doesn't necessarily get the play, but he's the one that caused the play. And then he goes, somebody else comes and cleans it up. But yeah. he's right, right, Mr. But that's Tyson, just that's that just much. that's football NFL acumen. He he'll get it. I mean, it's only it's only a matter of time, man. He's a, he's mm. a great guy for sure. So that's that's one I would look at. All right, let's jump into uh, week nine, guys. Let me give you the games oh. that we have for week nine. Starts off with Thursday night, actually. It's the Eagles and the Houston Texans on Thursday night. Now, not a great matchup, but it's the Eagles, so we'll highlight it. But that's how you're starting the week off. That should be a win for the Eagles for sure. Um, I like the rest of these. Colts and the Patriots, not bad, not bad. You know, we know the history there with those two teams, uh, you know, from the playoff games back in the day. But Colts and Patriots. I think Vikings and Washington is going to be a good one. They get the uh, Vikings a lot later than the Eagles do. Uh, Panthers and the Bengals. Again, Panthers, a lot of it depends on the quarterbacks that set up, but Panthers and the Bengals. Rams and the Bucks, but that one. Pretty good rematch right there from the playoffs last year. Uh, Titans-Chiefs is Sunday night. Very good one. And then Ravens-Saints down there in New Orleans on Monday. Not bad. Right. Not bad. You're right. You know? Six teams on a bye. Did you uh, did you mention Minnesota against Washington? Yes. You did? Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm excited for that okay. one. Yeah, yeah I'm I am excited too. for that game. I think it's going to be a good game. I, Washington's one of those mystery teams to me, honestly. I yes. don't know. Huge mystery. Yes. You know, I don't have a good feel one way or the other. I, I just and, don't. I think a lot of it is Wentz. A lot of it is distractions down there, which you can't account for a lot of times. Things just always seem to be coming out of nowhere, you know, when it comes to Daniel Snyder. But they have a chance. So what week is this we're talking about? Nine. Week nine? Okay. Yeah. I was like, what are we talking I, I can't see it. I'm like, what are we talking Okay, I got it now. I got it. All right. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. There are, there are some good games. I was just in the loss because I'm looking for what week we're in. I'm still in week eight, man. It's my mm-hmm. fault, guys. Yeah. But yeah, you're right, man. There's a lot of good games, man. Oh, a bunch of good games, man. Yeah. And that's that's with six people being out. Uh, six people. Six teams six on teams. the line. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not here. a... I, I got a feeling the Vegas-Jacksonville game is going to be an interesting game. Huh. It's down in Jacksonville. Never lie. Yep. Huh. That's going to be an interesting game because they will have uh, eight we, – uh, uh, Doug Peterson will have eight games under his belt with his new crew. Right. And I think that's going to be an interesting game down there in Jacksonville. Yes. I yes. think they're going to be a tough out at home. I think, I think Jacksonville is yes. going to be so almost like Detroit of last year. They're going to play teams well. They're going to hang in there. They may not have quite enough in the end, but right. they could be in that seven-win range. Yep. Uh, you, you know, yeah. and I think you're yep. going to see leaps and bounds from Trevor Lawrence, from ETN, who Barrett touched on a little bit earlier. A couple of their defensive players who were young last year and were, you know, terribly coached. I, I think you're going to see them. You're going to see the makings of okay, they're going to be all right it, 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 down the road, Jacksonville. I think that's the vibe I get off of them. Mm. I, I think you know you're right. I mean, Doug just just he's just a whisperer of not just the 
quarterback, but quarterback. just the team period. Yeah. He he gets the team going. You know, it, you know, players are more apt to listen to him because he was a former player. He played with great guys, you know, great quarterbacks. And he knows what he's saying. He may not come off as well polished in front of the media, but I tell you what, he gets those guys going. You know, he'll get them going, man. You know, so he's trying to establish a winning culture. And the only way you can do that is, is getting the pulse of your team. So I think he'll be tied in with the pulse of his team and get those guys rolling for him. Mm-hmm. He also has, Barrett, the, you know, the credibility of that ring, too. Which exactly. He won a ring, man. That's that's so that's so big, man, especially for him, man. That's so big. Yeah. Um, I know you, you talk about saying, you know, the Colts Patriots is going to be a good game. That's going to mm-hmm. be a great game. Oof. Great game. You got, mm-hmm. you know, you got the old man playing for the Colts up and, you know, the new, you know, young gunner with the mm-hmm. Patriots. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's both teams fighting in the AFC, uh, trying to jockey for position. You know, this is round that eight, nine, ten. That's when teams start really trying yeah, to jockey identities. For yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you guys, I was driving home last night after uh, I was on the radio last night. It was it was late, and I was listening to um, one of the New England reporters, one of their beat beat guys, and. He echoed the same like Mike Reese has been covering the Patriots for a long time and he said this as well. But the two of them both said the last that those joint practices that they had against the, the Panthers were the two most embarrassing practices they've seen New England have wow. since they've been covering the team. And Mike Reese has been covering the team a long time. He said it was so un Belichick like. He said they were absolutely utterly undisciplined in every phase. And wow. just looked awful. Wow. Yeah. And th- this guy wasn't trying to be, you know, some crazy hot, hot take. Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah, was yeah. just like, he was very matter of fact. Like, I like I can't believe it myself. He said, I never thought I'd be saying this. He said, but they were, they looked like they were unprepared. They were undisciplined. He said, a lot of those fights that were going on near the one we saw with the McCaffrey at the sideline and all that. He said, New England was like the, the, the instigator for a lot of this stuff. So I, I found that pretty interesting. And he also said, the offense looks awful. So it, it, you know what they're doing down there? They're doing this dual sort of play caller thing where it's Patricia and Joe Judge. And two, two defensive mm-hmm. guys. What is that all about? Right now it looks bad, man. And I and I get a sense like Mac Jones is kind of like, what the hell's going on here? Like, right. what is this? Because he goes from Josh McDaniels, right, who's worked with Brady for a thousand years, yep. to, to that, to the to the dude with the pencil in his beard. How, how do in what capacity did we think? That's almost like Juan could still be in a D coordinator. <laughs> yeah. What capacity do you think Matt Patricia can call offensive plays? Don't you don't wonder? Me- don't you wonder if if it's just Belichick so loyal to these dudes that, that maybe he's making a mistake? And I look, I know he's Belichick. He's he's a goat. But- it's almost like he's trying to get the hell out of there. Yeah, but you know Belichick's also smart enough to know. Try it now. If it doesn't work, he will pull the reins on it real quick. Yeah, he will. He's not. He's not one for nonsense up there. And you know, yeah. and, and you know, everybody up there that plays for him say, "Hey, man, it's a different atmosphere up here. It's all about the business up here because mm-hmm. of the pedigree." You know, you, you know, let it let it run its course for the preseason, but don't be surprised if he pulls a hook on it real quick if he finds out that it's disjointed. Mm. Um, he'll make some changes up there real quick when it you comes to make that. them now. I'm just telling you. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that just the whole unorganized, undisciplined thing. When can you ever remember a report like that with New England? You never hear that kind no, of stuff. So no, heck no. That's one. That may have been one. I probably should have snuck them into my down teams, but I'm just, you know, I don't know. I, I hesitate because it's Belichick, but that's, so, they might be a team to keep your eye on. 
so Matt Patricia at this point is um is the offensive line coach. Technically, yeah, that's his advisor. title, yeah. And then um you got Joe Judge as the quarterback's coach. Yep. So yeah. it's a weird setup. Yeah, you, you see, I, I don't understand how you get these guys going in the right direction. I, I can see one run coordinator and one throwing coordinator like that. Yeah. But you still have to have one guy that you got to bounce it through. Yeah. So the, what the reporter said was for the like about the first half or three quarters of the practice yesterday, Patricia was calling the plays. Then he went and worked with the O-line and I guess Judge took over. I, I, I just I don't Feels like you're pretty far into this, man, to not know who's calling mm-hmm. your place. Right, and, right. But, no. Yeah. But it's Belichick, so you know you always give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, all right, let's get a timeout here. Let's come back. Uh, we'll we get some good open talk stuff for you, and we'll dive into some birthdays and some movies and all kinds of good stuff that happened on this date. I oh, I have a killer on this date for you guys. All right, okay, here we go. Here we something go. Something that happened that you guys will not believe happened. Okay, I promise you, you you will both be like, come on. And I'm telling you, it's the truth. <laughs> All right? We'll do that when we get back. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV. Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that can you search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears.
segment of the show on this Thursday. Thanks for hanging out with us. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Derek Barrett, Rob with you. Uh, we'll be with you tomorrow as well for three hours of power. All right. I'm, I usually wait a little bit till I give you on this date, but I, I need to give it to you. Uh, give it to you guys early. It must be a biggie. All right. So on this day in 1957, you guys are familiar with the name Richie Ashburn, former Philly Hall of Famer. It was mm-hmm. a longtime uh, color analyst, too, on the broadcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Richie Ashburn. Okay. He's playing for the Phillies at the time. Okay. He's at bat. He hits a foul ball. Unfortunately, it goes into the stands and it breaks a woman's nose. Okay. Oh. <laughs> right. But that's not the crazy part. Okay. It's, it's a shame. It's too bad for the woman. The woman's name was <clears throat> Alice Roth, who, who he hit with the foul ball. So you're thinking, oh my gosh, let's get this woman some medical attention. They actually put her on a stretcher, one of those old school stretchers, and they're kind of like hand carrying her out. Okay. So the at-bat continues. Richie Ashburn hits another foul ball, and it drills this woman in the leg and breaks her leg, the same woman, as she's being carted off. No, no, come on, man. Come on, yes, come man. on dude. Yeah. Yes, he hit her with a foul ball and broke her nose. Then as they're taking her off, he hits another one to the same exact spot as they're, as they're dragging her off, hits oh. her in the leg, and the leg breaks too. She I broke have her never nose in her leg. I, I swear is, to God. That is quick. Come on, I'm, man. Look it up. I'm telling you guys, it's not BS. That wow. is the craziest thing I've ever hits the same out of all the people in the stand, he hits the same woman twice. Right. Can, what are the odds? You have a better chance of hitting the lottery. You do. Scratching off something oh, to hit the lottery. You getting hit by getting hit by lightning. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Not only that, this poor woman couldn't have just maybe caught one in the arm or something like that. Not that that would have been pleasant, but she gets cracked in the nose and breaks the nose, and he hits her so hard on the leg, her leg breaks too. Yes. See, wow. back, back, back then, back then, true sports fans would say, oh, you know what? That's just a part of baseball. It happens. Nowadays, you're talking major lawsuit. Oh, yeah. Stadium yeah. She, she would have owned the Phillies. She would have oh, owned the Phillies if that was the case. Ownership, yeah. stadium, player, oh, everybody's getting sued today. That's wow. one of the all-time craziest awesome, baseball dude. stories. Yeah, that was that 1957. I thought you guys would enjoy that one. All right. Uh, <laughs> a couple a couple of little odds and ends. So uh, we'll get to the birthdays and, and movies in a sec. But uh, did you see Brett, Brett Batty, I think it's pronounced, or Beatty last night for the Mets? I hate giving the Mets any kind of love, but whatever. Uh, Go for it. First at bat in his major league career, yeah. he goes yard last night. Yep. Yep. And it was really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. So it was in Atlanta. His family's from Texas, so they with mom and dad, and I, I think like sister or girlfriend, I forget, a bunch of friends, and they're all, I think they were out in right field, and that's where the they didn't get the ball or anything, but that's around where the ball was hit. It went right over the fence, um, and the the cutaway to them going crazy was awesome. It was just so like they at first, so they they had the camera ISOed on them, right? So when yeah. he hits it at first, they're all like, and then it's bah! and they all just go start yeah. going. Oh, you that's know, wild, wild, man. That's wild. first you at bat, man. My Levy first hit, a, my first at bat, I hit a home run, but you know it was uh it was Pop it was Warner? little league, yeah, it was little football, no, and I and I and I hit a home run the first time I hit, I hit a home wow, run, man, I, that's pretty I, cool. I hit, I only hit three that entire year though, but that was my first at bat. They just knew I was going to be a home run hitter. I was going to be the next McGuire. Only hit two more after that. <laughs> yeah, they were probably next at bat, they were standing like at the snack bar, waiting right. for the ball to be hit to there. That's pretty cool, man. I believe um, I believe he's the fifth Met in history to do that on his first at bat, and the first since 2005 to do it, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah, 
That's a that's a pretty decent amount of guys to have done it in their history too. Five of them in their first at bat. Okay, absolutely, very cool. Very cool. Uh, Shaq or Shaq, LeBron just signed an extension, two years, ninety-seven point one million. There's a third-year player option. Now, here's the the conspiracy-ish kind of theory. So his son Bronny, who is going into his senior year in high school, will be draft eligible in 2024. So this extension gets LeBron at least into the 24 season where he hopes to play with his son. So is, it, is this son good enough to make the NBA? Uh, there's debate about that. Like, I think he's, he's a D one, you know, for sure. Okay. We'll have offers, uh, but I don't know. I don't know, Derek. I, I don't know. And who's to say the team you're playing for is going to draft your son anyway. Yeah. I mean, how hard, unless if he's like good enough to get drafted. Yeah. How are the Lakers going to swing that? Like, if they're a good team, it's going to be tough. Exactly. He's one of those, exactly. yeah, you know, top player. So, it'll be interesting to see what happens. So, he he will have earned at the end of this five hundred and thirty-two million dollars in his NBA career, which is the most career earnings ever. Five thirty-two, half a half a billion, more than a half a billion. Yeah, that's crazy. LeBron. Yeah, he'll surpass Kevin Durant, who will have made five hundred and eight million dollars. Good night. Yeah, man. Hey, Barrett, uh, Kevin Savard has a question. I want to hear the answer to this one. Barrett, were you as big as Andy Reid compared to the other kids? You know, Andy Reid loves to show that that still when he uh, did <laughs> punt pass football. and kick. No, yeah. he was doing punt pass and kick as a kid. Andy Reid, and he was so much bigger than the other kids in his age category. Mm-hmm. I actually wasn't. I wasn't like I was taller. I was a little thinner than he was. You know, like I remember I showed a, um, I showed a picture to, to Rob, you know, uh, yeah. Everybody's thinking that you know I was always an offensive lineman. I was actually tight end. I was actually number thirty nine. I couldn't believe the number. I'm like thirty nine. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. thirty nine. I was playing yeah. tight end, man. You know, yeah. I, I don't know if you do. You have that, man. Um, yeah, Xander, you sent it to Xander. both of us, right? Yeah, Xander, see if you can you can find that. Uh, he he probably sent it to us like two weeks ago. Yeah, uh, and I, and I'm just I'm I'm actually sent it. Um, it was a, it was a, the picture of uh you know the team that's your high school team right yeah my high school team yeah. yeah so it was like my sophomore year or something like that you know I'm playing varsity my sophomore year a freshman or sophomore year wanted to did two. you kill it right away as soon as you got to high school or did you take did it bro take I did man it was funny man because I didn't play football because I couldn't play pop Warner number one well I I didn't like football to start off with I didn't like football number one because it was hard number two. I was bigger than other kids, so I couldn't just play. Like, if I was playing Pop Warner football, I would have to play with, like, 12-year-olds when I was yeah, seven. You'd have to play size. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I couldn't play against them. So I didn't play until I got the freshman in high school. So I get freshman in high school, I get there. I don't know anything about football because I didn't even watch football. Okay. And they say, all right, we, anybody we have it. Ball. Here it is. Check it out. All right, yeah, so <laughs> what, Barrett, go ahead. Second row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you see that you can see the cursor. Number 39. Uh, there he is. Guy. Neck roll, baby. You see the neck roll. That's you're mean mugging too, man. <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? I, and and the guy next to me, you know, he's also he's the starting tight end. 66 or 84, 84. 84, yeah. yeah. He was the second, he was the start then. I was, you know, this is actually my freshman year. Because if you look up number one, number one up at the top, that's yeah. actually John Vaughn. You know that case with um uh Michigan with sexual harassment Ooh, and all that yeah. stuff? Yeah. With um with um with Michigan, yeah. With the doctor that like took their sperm and stuff oh, like that, bro. Yes, yes. That's John Vaughn right there, running back for Michigan. That's him oh sitting God. right there. Wow. That's John Vaughn. So, yeah, you got you know, some big dudes on that team. Sixty's right, so, huge. So this is yeah, that's what I'm saying. So this is my this is my freshman year. This is my freshman year. Jeez. Yeah. 
So, you know, 66 I, next to you is huge too. Well, you Another know, neck roll guy. Exactly. So then, you know, you go over there and the number 19 is actually my quarterback. You know, okay. He yep. was bigger than I was. You know what I mean? So Throwing big in St. Louis, man. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, all we, that we were barbecue, good, man. <laughs> we, were, we were pretty good, man. So, you know, that, that's, that's a very that, diverse team too. I got to say. Like, exactly. You know, cause I got, yeah. I was in a DSEG program. They bust us out, man. Like okay. an hour, hour away. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we were pretty good, man. We we're pretty good. We we're pretty good. I quit my junior year. I didn't play my junior year. Why? Because um, well, I had a, I had an asthma attack. Okay. And mm. my coach didn't believe I had an asthma attack. And he said, you know, if you you don't finish this practice, you know, I'm trying to finish it, but I like passed out and everything. And he's like, oh, oh, you're just faking. So I was like, you know what? I ain't playing no more. So I didn't come back. I went straight to basketball. Mm. No my mom's kidding. like, you, you, if you quit, you're not playing football, you, you're going to play something. So I went straight to basketball. Huh. And I played basketball that year. And that's the year they end up going to state that year. Oh, wow. Without me. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And then, then you made up. I guess everything was cool. And you went, went back and played senior year? Actually, uh, actually, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Um, I didn't make up. I was like, man, I'm not playing. I don't want to play. Okay. But I was walking through the hallway one time. And um, this this coach from a um, from a school, I forget what the school was. It was a small school, like Northern Illinois or something. He said, "Hey, is that number thirty nine right there?" And the coach was kind of shifting away, like, "Come on, come on, no." Yeah, you don't want you don't want to deal with him. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. That, 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 is that number thirty nine? Like he's like, "Yeah, that's him right there." Hey, son, can I talk to you? And you know, he started talking to me and telling me about you know I should play and yada yada yada. yada yeah, the coach this. So I, I said, you know, and, and during that time. He, Terry, hey, you gonna, you gonna let him play if he comes back? So yeah, yeah, I'll let him play. Then I showed up to practice, and then I start playing after that. Mm. So if you never saw that coach, you may have never played again. I would never play it again. Jeez, wow! Man. And you would never have had the luxury of meeting people like me and Rob. <laughs> <laughs> now he's regretting the choice to play again. Yeah. Oh my god! That damn Northern Illinois coach. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. That really yeah. is, man. That's yeah, man, very I, cool. That is but very I, I'm, cool. And it's the best thing I could have did because I went to Kansas State because I needed discipline, and Snyder was exactly what I needed. I just called him Coach Schnatter. Coach yeah. Schnatter. He used to kill me, man. He ran me to death, man. But he, he taught me how to be a man. He saved my life, bro. He wow. saved my life, man. Mm. That's cool. That's very cool, man. What do you think you would have been doing had you not played football? Working at the post office. Oh, where'd you? Okay. All, All right. my family worked at the post office. I was going to work at the post office. Yeah, yeah. My mom was so mad at me. You quit football? I'm like, yeah, mom, I'm not playing football. What? You gonna play something? You gonna play something? You're not just gonna hanging out. You are not hanging out. You hear me? You are not hanging out. The next day, she got me on the uh, AU basketball squad, and I'm playing basketball every day. Huh? Was end up being harder than football. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> be in great shape to do that every day. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. That's yeah, my mom cool. didn't play, man. I believe it. Uh, all right, so Phillies news. They have uh, claimed Bradley Zimmer, an outfielder off of waivers from the Blue Jays, to make room for Zimmer. And this is not a big deal, but it's they've transferred Harper to the 60-day IL. That's not a big deal. Uh, it's, it's, it, it'll still, it's a retro thing, so he'll still be ready to go by the end of the month. Uh, Brandon okay. Marsh also goes on the 10-day IL with that ankle sprain, and that's retro yep. to – the 17th, which is what yesterday, the 17th. So uh, it's, it's again, people will see that and be like, Oh my God, Harper's never, no, it's not, not what you think it is. They can retroactive activate these things back to the injury. So anyway, they're just making room on the roster. They needed another body. Zimmer's a guy who uh, 
they actually played against the Phillies when the Phillies played him out there in Toronto. So uh, kind of a just a little housekeeping move there. Uh, yeah, you're right. Thank God. You're right, Anthony. Thank God for mom. Oh, amen. <laughs> amen, man. Mama Brooks. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Phillies and the Phillies play the Mets this weekend uh, coming up off today. Can't uh, wait. Can't wait. be a big one, man. I think it's going to be a crazy uh, – Big crowd. I think you're going to have your share of Mets fans, but it's going to be a pretty big crowd down there at Citizens Bank Park. Yeah, um, baby. So, they couple. Want, they want that in revenge. Fans oh, want that in revenge. I'm, I'm, so. I'm good with the split. If we go with the split, you that's know, what I said. Too. That's what I yeah. said Monday. You get, a, you get a split against this Mets team. You know, they the Mets, Mets, I think, well, no, the Dodgers, really. But the Mets and the Dodgers are the two best teams in the National League. They can power you, they can small ball you. They can pitch with you. They can do everything you need to win a game, and that's why they have two of the best records in all of baseball. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, who would Absolutely. you rather play? Would you rather play the Mets or you'd rather play the Dodgers? Right now, I'd rather play the Mets because the Dodgers lineup is unbelievable, and the array of pitchers they have, they have the most, I think, the most versatile pitching staff in the National League. Um, and right now, I'd rather take my chances against the Mets than the Dodgers. Mm. It's interesting. I have to see what the Dodgers look like pitching wise without Bueller with Kershaw banged up. They have a lot of pitching starting pitching issues right now. The Dodgers, they're crazy talented, but they we'll see how that, how that shakes out. Uh, the big 10 network. Did you see this guys seven billion with a B (laughs) billion dollar deal with Fox, CBS and NBC starting July of 23 and running through the 2020, uh, 29, 30 season. So 7 billion for the big 10 who was, you what? know, add it, add it, UCLA and USC. Yeah, get man. That, getting that NFL money, baby. They know what they're doing. Yep. yep. <laughs> they know what they're well, doing. It's to, the, it's to the point now that um, college coaches make more than NFL coaches. I'm talking about substantially more, too. I'm like, like three or four million. Yeah. Saban makes more than, yeah. I think, yeah. all the NFL coaches, doesn't he? No, no. You got NFL coaches, some of them making seven, eight million dollars. You got a few. Saban's in that yeah. range. No, what are you talking about? Yeah. Well, Saban, no, Saban, Saban, Saban makes 10. Oh, oh, 10? Almost 11. Yeah. Yeah. Every time. Every time a coach gets more no. money than him, he has it in his contract that he is like a one to three percent raise to be the highest paid coach in college. Jeez. I think he's let me look, let's look it up. Let's look it up. Speaking of while Barrett's looking it up, speaking of college football, did you see the story that came out yesterday that the governing body of college football is considering moving um moving the big conferences out from under the NCAA? I now, it's only that. it's it's only in the preliminary talks. It was like a five minute discussion, but that's something that could heat up in the next two to three years, in terms of taking the, the power conferences and making their own, making their own uh, body and committee away from the NCAA. So the conferences like the the the, the big the Big Ten, not the Big Ten, but like the Pac Ten. Uh, what's that conference with Baylor? No school? Is that the, the Big Pac-10? Twelve? Big Twelve? The big Twelve conferences like that? The Mountain Sky. They would be left on their own with the NCAA. It almost, yeah. It's yeah. almost kind of like uh, Liv taking away the big-name golfers away from the PGA. So That's exactly what it is. I mean, what yeah. is what is the uh, NCAA sanctioning body? They're, I mean, they're, they're bogus in, in, in their yeah. nature anyway. Yeah. Ev- but, eventually, they're all going to break away from them. And yeah. they're, they're going to get theirs the NCAA. And Saban yeah. makes 11.25. Woo! <laughs> Woo! 11.25. Good I told Lord. you now. Now, what are NFL coaches? That's more than NFL coaches make. Yeah, you got a yeah. good point. More than a lot. I mean, Gruden got that crazy ten-year, ten hundred million, 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 million a year. Yeah, Let's that's see, exactly uh, what the coach from um USC now they left. Um, he makes ten million. Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley. Yeah, he makes ten mil a year. 
I'm looking How many at NFL people. coaches make more than that? Let's see. I'm looking probably it up now. Many. Yeah, probably not many. Oh, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick, 12 million. This is as of 2021. Bill Belichick, 12 million. Pete Carroll, 11 million. John Gruden, before he got bumped, 10 million. Sean Payton, 9.8 million. Yeah, so, that's some serious stuff, man. That is some serious, serious cash, stuff. Cash uh, let's uh let's dive into uh birthdays. Um some really quality ones here. Uh for starters, let's go with uh Robert Redford, 85 years old. Uh one of the goats, Robert Redford. Uh one of my all-time favorite movies, no the natural. Oh my goodness. No Love the natural. But he's just done so many. He's directed a ton of movies too. He is a prolific, prolific guy. Still, still active. I think he still do, does stuff from time. And that's something. Eighty-five years old, and you're still going strong. Yeah. God bless, man. God bless. You're still so, going strong, D. <laughs> you trying to say I'm eighty-five? <laughs> what are you no, saying? I'm not saying that. What you I'm saying, B. Brooks? What you I'm saying? saying that, he's Doug. saying like eighty-four and a half. I'm, I'm, I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying. What you, I'm saying is what I'm saying is you're only a couple <clears throat> years older than I am, bro. Right. You and probably we, do more than I do. In fact, no, I know no, you do more. No, no. Well, you know what? I won't say I'm far behind you, but I think you're pretty active. But I, that, a big reason why I don't sleep is because I have so many different, and I don't mind doing it. I love it, but so many different directions with uh, wife, kids, grandkids, yeah, um, yeah. and other stuff going mm-hmm. on that mm-hmm. I don't have time. I've only fished, Barrett, three times this whole year. Three That's times. That's crazy. I fished three times. I fished three tournaments in my birthday. So that's four. Huh? Wow. Huh. This has been yeah. a strange year for me. And, and because we're, now, yeah. we're on standby waiting for my uh, my newest grandchild to be born. Right. You know, but uh, just to hit on Robert Redford real quick, uh, two of my favorite movies that associate with Robert Redford. One, he was in All the President's Men. Great net. And my favorite Redford movie, which he directed, was A River Runs Through It with Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can That's watch, a great fish. I can movie. watch that movie any day of the week. What a yeah. great storyline. I love that movie. Anytime I see it's on, I will yep. stop and watch A River Runs Through It. It's a great movie. Uh, What's that I movie? He's it. a spy. Wait, he, he He's hailing the spy. Um, oh, oh, Pitt. wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're right. Uh, he's doing all the stuff behind closed doors trying to get yeah, Brad yeah. Pitt out of jail. Yeah. Oh, yep, exactly. man. Uh, I got to see that. I know what it is. I know, I know what you mean. What the I know heck what is the name mean. of that movie? Uh, look at them now, man. I, 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 I mean, that was a great. I, I, every time it's on, I watch it, man. Yeah. What is that movie called? My uh, while he looked at it, my other, I love the Sting too. The Sting's the great. Sting, great, yeah, Paul great Newman. movie. And Butch Cassidy, Sundance Kid, Brew Baker, and Fitness Rebel said it, it's an underrated movie uh, about a prison guard. Um, Spy Games, Spy, Spy Games. Games. That's it. It's Spy. You know, it's another. You know, it's another one. The Last Castle. Yes. Where he's in jail. Yep. Yeah. Where he's in jail. That was a great movie, also. He's man. a little older at that rips. point. It's a great movie, though. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I agree. So that's that's a good one. Patrick Swayze passed away. Oh, uh, he yeah. would he would yeah he would have been yeah. seventy. Uh, it's a shame. He he died very young. Uh, yep. But uh, Patrick Swayze Roadhouse. Been, Roadhouse, Roadhouse, the ultimate. Yep. Yeah. Pain don't hurt. Yeah, pain don't hurt. That's right. Um, what else? Christian Slater, fifty three years old. Ed Norton, who's an mm. excellent actor. Edward Ed Norton, fifty three years old. Dude, that dude plays some weird roles, but he is such a good actor. He likes weird roles. He likes dark roles, like Jeez. kind of crazy stuff. Yeah, he's uh, he's very good. Uh, who else? Uh, Dennis Leary, comedian, actor, 64. Yep. Andy Samberg from Saturday Night Live. Yep. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is 44. He's in the Snoop Dogg commercials. Roman Polanski's 89. Mm. Um, he's still alive? I, I don't know if he's still alive. Yeah. Um, Roman, Roman D-O-double-G. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Andy. D-O-double-G. 
Yeah. Let me see that phone. He drops it into the, uh, to the work. Uh, the last one, uh, birthday wise is Roberto Clemente. Who okay. was born in 1934. Wow. One of the great, 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 great. And I can't emphasize that enough. Greats of all time. And no mas. No mas. Died uh, sending uh, food and aid to Nicaragua in a plane after they had a, uh, you know, hurricane, and, yeah, and he's something. just trying to help people. Is what he is what the guy always did. Uh, oh, Madeline, Madeline Stowe. Madeline Stowe, who's done yeah, a lot of stuff, yeah. a lot of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, movies are okay. Mortal Kombat, nineteen ninety five. Yes, everybody Love played it. the video game. Couldn't wait to see what the movie would look like. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't disappoint. It wasn't yeah, like it a wild movie, but it didn't it okay. disappoint. One bet. Yeah. Um, Snakes on a Plane, one of the great names of a movie oh, ever. Goodness. Samuel L. <laughs> snakes on like... a bleep bleep plane. Yeah, yes. get these yes. bleeping snakes off this bleep bleep plane. Yes, and last but not least, oh, Original Kings of Comedy in 2000. Oh, that's and, huge. Yeah, and last but not least, Deliverance in 1972, Burt Reynolds, and there were some interesting scenes. The fact that they allowed that movie to be made, think about it, 1972. And when you look at the one particular scene in the movie and you're thinking, how does they allow this? Mm. And back then, now, if it was in 1990s, 2000s, you would say, okay, it's commonplace. But for them to allow that in 1972. Yeah. I'm shocked. shocked. Look, you guys didn't like it, but I I like uh, Samuel L. Jackson and the Hitman's Bodyguard. I like that's a good movie, too. I'm sorry for that. That's on my list. Yeah, I should have hit that one, too. That was on last night. Actually, <laughs> I was around. Oh. All right, we got to go, fellas. Uh, no, we'll be back man. at it tomorrow. No. Yeah, no. I want to thank uh, our producers, Andrew Krause. Thanks to everybody uh, in the chat room, everybody on the stream, everybody listening. You guys are the best. We're back tomorrow, same time, 12 to 3. Don't go anywhere. Dan Cilia with the National Football <laughs> Show at this 3 p.m. I know. Don't get yourself in trouble. Just keep it moving. So we will, uh, we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Everybody have a great Thursday. See you on Friday. Thank you. Do you stream on a Roku? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.